Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome in to a relaxed Wednesday evening. This is Talking in Cars with DJs, episode number four. And uh, what we're doing tonight in lieu, it's our New Year's Eve Eve. I like doing Eve, 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 Eve shows. It's like multiple Eves uh, give us something to actually, you know, tie the show to. So it's New Year's Eve Eve. Happy New Year's Eve Eve to everybody. I would like to welcome in uh, some of our special guests. It is quite late in Europe, but uh, Ripper is here. Good evening to you, Bearded Ripper. How are you? I'm Happy. doing good. Happy New Year's Eve Eve to you. Also, live, loud, and proud from the United States, um, from Server 9, uh, my left-hand man, Groundhog Day, is here. Welcome, Gregor. How are you, buddy? What up, yeet? Yeet! Yeet, he says. Uh, right before... Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure you are. Can someone actually get us... Noah, what is the definition of the word yeet? To throw something. I don't think that's... Is that right? You say yeet only when you throw. So, so when you throw something, you yell yeet. Is apparently is yell sports. Uh, yeah, yeah, sports. <gasps> Man ball. Ah. Um, yeah, no, I, I have no idea. We, we were having a quick conversation before uh, we actually started taping about words that kids are using these days, and uh, you know, bet being one. Yeet and you know, let's go. You know, that's that's another one too. And and uh, apparently, uh, live from Rochester, New York, we have the cutting edge on inner city slang. Um, oh crap! What was it? Say, Say that. that. Say that is the newest. So listen for those of you who are uh, who have younger children, teenage children, who are listening to this show, and you know, maybe listen. This is cutting edge stuff. This is live. And local from from New York City, all right. That's where that's where a lot of this stuff starts. So in the next few weeks or months, if you start hearing your kids say the words "say that," apparently uh, in adult speak, that is the term for extreme agreement. Okay, so that is your glossary. That's your dictionary. Um, yeet, on the other hand, as we're getting into our uh, definitions here, is an exclamation of excitement, approval, surprise, or uh, all-around energy and approval. Okay, so there you go. Often uh, issued when doing a dance move or throwing something. So, Landon, you were right. Apparently, yeah, yeeting and dabbing, those apparently go hand-in-hand. Hand. So, uh, there you go. Uh, that's that's uh, some of the... Uh, that's uh, Ripper's Corner here tonight. He's teaching you about slang. Uh, Ripper, what do you have to add? Anything about slang that you want to add tonight? I don't know slang. He doesn't know Those slang. Escape. It's it's okay. Yes, uh, he only prefers words in the Oxford English Dictionary. Uh, good evening, everybody. My name is Ultimate DJs. I'm your host of the Talking Trek podcast. And uh, replacing our regularly scheduled uh, studio production tonight because I am in the car. I'm in the vehicle by the very definition of talking in cars with DJs. Uh, that is what I'm doing tonight because uh, my boys have decided... This year, for the first time in their 14 years of existence, that they want to go back and spend New Year's Eve with their mother. So that's a five-hour round trip in the vehicle. So we, uh, we started here about an hour or so ago. So about, uh, it's 8 o'clock, so about midnight my time, I'll be, I'll be back in. So you guys strap in, all right? It could be a long show. Listen, I could talk until midnight, which would be four could more be hours. Could be right. 
could be a bumpy ride, okay? Uh, because we have a great deal to talk about here tonight. As a matter of fact, uh, so much to talk about, Gregor, I don't even know where to begin. Let's start with uh, the sheer volume of events that Scopely handed us today. I mean, I don't even know where to start. What, how do you, when you take a look at your events listing right now, where do you even decide how to begin? I like to scroll all the way to the right <laughs> and start there. Yeah, start I don't know. There. I mean, where do you where do you start with? You start with the first ship, I guess, right? I and guess you, you start you, you start one, with maybe you kill another one. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's so it's overwhelming to look at, guys. I mean, yeah, it's overwhelming to look at. You look at the events list and and you, you I guess you just pick one, right? You look at the scoring requirements and you just start knocking them out one at a time. Because here we are, the week after Christmas, leading up to uh, the New Year's holiday, where a lot of us are on vacation. For example, like Ripper, who had enough holidays saved up, and he is literally off work until after the 1st of January, which is only a couple of more days, granted. But people are off, and uh, there's time to be done. For example, one of the biggest comments that I had and, uh, and I'm going to reserve judgment on this because, I again, I didn't necessarily mind the events that we had on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, even the day after Christmas. Again, I, I kind of spoke my endorsement of those holiday events, but they were busy, right? They were grindy events. They required people to spend time. Yet, starting December 27th, 28th, 29th, uh, let's see. No, I guess we didn't have it on the 27th. Starting 28th, 29th, and 30th, which is today's date, right? Today's the 30th. We have had an event that, for some players, requires you to kill a single hostile. And, and paired up with nothing else. Nothing else other than the normal routine sub-events, okay? Uh, Blue Mandalorian kind of sums it up, and Scopely says, if we ain't working, you ain't playing. All right? Um, Gregor, you and I talked about this earlier today. Very interesting event selection. So interesting, in fact, that you and I kind of hypothesized that maybe something was supposed to launch and deployment didn't happen. I mean, we've had that happen before where, where a calendar you know, failure or an event failure didn't launch when it was supposed to. However, we don't have anybody to reach out to. I have reached out to Panic. I have reached out to Ops, but these guys are off work. And so I have to ask, in the spirit of fairness, Gregor, if you were off work, Ripper, you're, you know what? You're a better example. You're literally off work right now. If your boss called you, do you take that call? Yes. So yeah, I would too. My boss called me today. I was off work. I took the call. I you're totally right, would, because that usually yeah. means something is burning and needs to be done right now. Right? Okay. So maybe you and I don't see this early after all. I was trying to... Um, I, I'm tr I was trying to to come up with some kind of a justification today, Gregor, as to why we don't have anything to do. And, and the only thing that I could think is that, you know, there was a calendar failure, but, but even then I haven't been able to reach anybody. I haven't been able to confirm that this was the plan. You know, um, you and I had a question, you and I spoke today, you asked me, have you not been able to reach any of your contacts in live ops? The answer to that is no, I have not been able to reach anybody. That's so, crazy, man. I don't, I don't know. I don't know who's on call. I don't know. I, and, and again, listen, they did tell us. All right. Panic and ops both shared the information. 
uh, you know, before the Christmas break that, hey, listen, we are not going to be working. Uh, we are going to have p- people on call. Uh, we're going to have people monitoring. We're going to have people on call. But no one's going to be, you know, actively working or developing or, or this or that. Um, but, the, but the thing is, I don't know what the on-call schedule is. I don't know who's on call. Because I, I, I know all the ops guys. I could send PMs, and I have. But, but I haven't gotten that answer. So, you know, let me, let me shift gears, Ripper. You might take a phone call. But if you were off work and Discord, like, do you, where you work, do you have a Slack? Do you have a worksite chat, like maybe yes, Microsoft we, Groups? Yes, we have. We have Slack. Okay. Do, do you monitor that when you're off? No, not really. No. And so maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe a phone call would do it. But if you're not monitoring your Slack, how can we, affect, how can we expect these guys I mean, to I monitor read, I read their emails Discord? emails because I get notifications, but Slack messages I do not. Yeah, so, you know, here's the thing. We may just not have found the right way to communicate with whomever, with whomever is on call because I only have Discord, you know, and, and I do have email, um, but only to a few individuals. But Discord is my primary method of communication. Um, so, I just can't believe that nobody has seen your messages to respond back. That's, I mean, this is a U.S. company, man. We're, our economy is 24-7. There ain't no off time. I don't know why I mean, anybody would think I'm, there was. I'm, could be that all of those are work accounts, like not their personal ones. Yeah, but like you said, I mean, I got Slack, Teams, Microsoft Teams, WhatsApp. <laughs> I mean, everybody watches everything nowadays. All the time. It seems like it, you know, but now, like, for example, today, uh, today was a day off from work. Today's a regularly scheduled day off from work. And by the way, I, I, I say that I was off work. Um, I, I, I guess I could have updated you. Um, I told you that I was going to be working today because John was taking a vacation. John actually had to cancel his vacation because the family he was going to visit uh, was t- tested positive for COVID. So he canceled his trip, so we went back to a normal schedule for this week. So I was actually off. But, um, you know, knowing that I was going to be in the car so long tonight and I didn't want to take time earlier in the day uh, away from the kids because we had a little bit of fun today and did a few things. But, but nonetheless, um, back to my point, I, I digress. You know, even today, I took a phone call from my boss, but I didn't check email. I legit, I didn't log into my email not once. You know, and, and you guys would, would get a kick. Out of this, this is probably a side conversation. But Ripper, uh, wh- what kind of device do you use? Do you use an Apple product? I do not. Okay. Any anybody use an Apple product here, real quick? That's got an email account set up on their Apple product because I'm going to tell you how much I don't watch my email when I am off, or even when I'm on. I, I check my email from my work computer. But at the bottom of my iPhone right now, if I were to uh, you know what? Here, let me see if I can actually just screenshot my home screen because some of you guys are going to have mild heart attacks. When I show you the notification bar at the bottom of my screen, I'm going to upload this for you now, uh, and you guys are going to die. All right, Gregor, this would probably drive you bananas. You, you would just absolutely scream. There is my notification bar at the bottom of my phone. I do not check my phone. Fired. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't do it. I don't Great do it. Do. All right. Day Trade says that's ridiculous. Buzzer says kill it. I, you know, here's, here's the thing. All right. It, somebody could call me. Now, I'm a little bit more old school, admittedly. Okay. Calling me is the best way to get me. All right. It, it always has been. 
I, I'm just one of those guys, okay? Um, calling me is the best way to get me. Uh, check, those are 10 voicemails that are in there. Or they might be missed calls. They might be missed calls, but I have, I have called some of those people back. DJ, it's, it's, it's probably it's, is it? It's probably voicemails. What is it? Is any of that duplicated? I know, like, on my work phone, I also have this game. And so I'll log into it, and it'll tell me I have hundreds of, of direct messages in the game because it will have every one of them still there that I've already gone through. On that you've already list. cleared through. Uh, yeah, that, it, it's certainly possible. Um, but, you know, not likely. But now, listen, it's not as bad as you guys think, okay? Like, my text messages, all right? It shows 58, but... I get text messages for literally everything. Like, I just got gas 20 minutes ago. I got a text message from my credit card company that I spent money at a gas station. I get texts for everything, and, and I see them pop up as a notification, but I don't clear it. I don't take the time to go in, open the message, mark it as read, and then come back out, especially if I've already seen it. All right? And Haven, you've got, you've hit the next one. Group texting. Group texting. I hate group texting. All right. I, I have my, so my entire family has a, a group text called big family. All right. It's everybody. It's like all my siblings, all the kids, all the grandparents, but that chat, I have to mute it. I actually have it silenced because there's, because there's a hundred messages a day. All right. My family talks a lot. Can't imagine. <laughs> Where do I get it from? <laughs> but, but, but my family communicates a lot. I, I don't read all that. I can't. And I don't, I, and it's silent, so I don't typically check it. Um, yeah, the thumbs up and, and, and all that, you know, the acknowledgement. So, so anyway, my point is simply, we as a people, we as a society, are so drowned out in notifications and messaging and, and this and that, that maybe it's legitimately possible that they have missed out on communications of, hey, where is our stuff? It's proof positive but, they're not playing. You know, I have the solution for that. And it works give for me. me. I tell give everyone me. to write me an email. People try to avoid emails. If I tell them I'm not going to respond to any instant messaging, they try to avoid sending an email. So they're going to bother me less. It does work. <laughs> they bother you less. Well, you know, it's funny because Ripper has joked before about the fact that he is somehow, and, and still maintains to this day, you are the least apparent content creator. Like, like people don't bother you. I mean, and I don't, I don't, bother is not the right word. All right. But, but, and, and please, I, I, I chose the wrong word there. Bother is not the right word. But My right phone. now, Sorry. Uh, well, I, I said it. But I meant, I meant, like, right now, I've got PMs with probably 25 people that I have not read yet. You know, uh, that, that I've been a little bit busy today that I haven't responded to yet. So, so uh, and I do. I respond to all those. But, but. When, when I can, you know, it's not always instant. So perhaps we, we just maybe need to find a slightly better way to communicate with Scopely and, 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 you know, customer service tickets could be one. Has anybody filed a customer service ticket about the events and what has been the response? You know, um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I sound what happens laughable. When you file legit customer service tickets. You get working as intended. <laughs> well, is, I mean, have they said it's working as intended? You know, and I would be curious to know about that because it just feels if it feels this is the empty, the most empty this game has felt in I literally mean, two full years. I wouldn't be surprised if this is intended because, you know, oh, we had a lot of grinding events recently and, you know, 
many events all running at the same time. Let's give those guys a break. But then why did we have events literally on Christmas Day and Christmas Eve? You know, reason I don't know. Bad timing. Oh, yeah, know. Yes, didn't they say that we would be getting faction hunt in the off periods between arcs? I mean, they've never they've never confirmed faction hunt. As a matter of fact, the last okay. official communication that I've had with faction hunt is that it was never meant to be a routinely scheduled event. They and and again, you can call this what you will. Some people have called it. Uh, you know, lazy deployment or, or sloppy programming in that it was recycled so many times. But the official position on that is that it was never intended to be as routine as we have expected it to be. So we, we have been... Well, Crucible, uh, same thing. The, as a matter of fact, the only thing that has been guaranteed... Yeah, correct. The only thing that's been guaranteed as monthly recurring are Apex and the ISS Jelly event. Those are the only two events. Not Bonus Refinery, not Crucible, uh, not Faction I have heard differing things about ISS Jelly. That's not necessarily supposed to be a monthly thing. They try, but it doesn't they, always happen. You're happy. right about that. You're right about that. Uh, from and, and let me be very clear. From Ops, they say what Ripper said. You know, we fit it in when it makes sense and when we, you know, when we can fit it in. Uh, Panic however, has been on this show and quoted as saying it's supposed to be a monthly event. So, um, of course, we've also, you know, with all respect to Panic, I think he does a good job most of the time. Uh, we have been able to confirm misinformation from time to time from Panic, and that's not his fault. He's not, he's not you know, misinforming us intentionally. It's just the information he has. Just like Ripper and I, we talk to different people, and sometimes we get different sources of information, and sometimes we have conflicting information. Panic is the same way. So, you know, the Jelly event, in my mind, is supposed to be a monthly recurring, but in Ripper's mind, it happens when it happens. Apex is the only thing that Scopely has officially come out and said is supposed to be a monthly recurring thing. Um, so, you know, that is, you know, that's what we expect. And, and up until last month, it had always occurred inside the arc. Last month, it happened between the arcs, and I personally wasn't happy with that because, in my opinion, it replaced Crucible of War. And, you know, I'm happy with Apex. I do like Apex, but I'd rather have them both. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think, I don't know, Ripper, uh, Gregor, your all's opinions. I think I like Crucible of War better than Apex. I, I, I'm not. I, I, I do. I, I, I think agree. I do too. I, I think I do too. If. If you've been able to, if you've been able to amass the, the research uh, medals, all right. If you have, you know, uh, getaway pilots. If you've got shop shop done, then I like Crucible better. Now, if you don't have those done, those are important to do. Okay, I I agree. Every Apex event, I have been quoted as saying, I absolutely recommend. You get the research medals if you're of a decent ops level. If you're too low of ops, then, you know, save the medals. I've even told you not to spend them on Uncommon. Save the medals to win for when they have a higher conversion rate. All right? Um, but, I, again, you know, I, once Getaway Pilots, once Chop Shop is done, I believe that, I believe that Crucible of War offers the better, the, the better supply of, of available prizes. But, um, you know, I, 
the thing the thing is I don't I don't like how they've moved Apex to the middle or, or to in between the arcs because that means now that's three days of something else that we're not getting, be it Faction Hunt, be it Crucible of War, be it uh, a PvP event, whatever. I, I mean, I think you're 100% right, DJ. I think something was supposed to run and didn't run. Uh, literally that, nothing, nothing else makes sense, right? That, that is my opinion. I feel like something was supposed to happen here. I mean, l- look, up, look up over the last few, uh, few arcs. Let's say the last two arcs. And have we not talked about the fact that um, Scopely has been marrying events really, really well? You know, and we've had three days of a faction or a hostile hunt that would have been perfectly married to a Crucible of War. I mean, honestly, think about it. A hostile hunt would have been perfectly married to a Crucible of War. And they have been doing very, very well with marrying events over the last few months. As a matter of fact, in my opinion... It is it, it jives with their initiative to reduce screen time by allowing you to complete more than one event at the same time. So, um, you know, now we have just Hostile Hunt with no additional grinding, no additional leaderboard component, or no additional Crucible of War component, and therefore players are out of their minds. And by the way, I want to draw this correlation. All right, I've said this a gazillion times. And right here, I want it documented as evidence and proof that on the official Discord, people are complaining about nothing to do. Yet, yet, two, three, four weeks ago, what is what 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 is the statement from the official Discord? I wish, I wish Scopely would stop developing new content and just fix bugs. And and my response has always been the same. You guys are out of your damn mind. All right, we as a people are so fickle. Here's what I said. I said after two weeks, we would be burning torches and and throwing pitchforks that we were bored. And folks, we haven't even made it 72 hours. We have not made it 72 hours and people are going absolutely bonkers because they're quote unquote bored. All I right. have plenty to do. I, I, I wouldn't mind personally, but Many people say that and don't really mean it. That is true. I, I agree. I agree. People just want to complain for the sake of complaining. However, there's people chatting right now, right now in our chat, um, that this is a good catch-up time. Haven says, this is a great time to go back and focus on the basics. I rated, by the way, on the last show, I made a challenge. Uh, I think it was the big country. Is big in here? I can't see the member list. Uh, I made a challenge to Big Country that at any given time that I would go out for one of my quote-unquote raiding sessions. Because you guys know, I mean, I, I don't I don't typically, you know, if I raid, then I, I raid for a few hours. I look for bases. I, I nickel and dime it, okay? Uh, but I'm not necessarily, you know, just looking for one base and then quitting, all right? Um, I went on a raiding session earlier today, and in three bases, FYI, found over 300 million steel. It took me a little over an hour to, to find the three bases and then drain them. All right. So I, I know that I made that joke about, you know, I, at any given time, I could go find 250 million steel. I did it today in an hour. So um, this, is, this is a perfect opportunity. You know what else I did today? 
uh, after I was done rating for just a little bit, when I had a little bit less time to be attentive to the game, I set miners on slow data nodes. All right, now, I, I know idea. that sounds crazy. Why would you set them on slow data nodes, DJ? Well, I didn't have the attention to active mine. I didn't have the attention to active mine, so I set them on slower data nodes. And I was getting four, I was getting, I set two botany bays out, so I was getting 80,000 green data every 19 minutes. Blue Mandalorian says, funny you say that, I only slow mine data. All right, I, I'll be honest with you. I have been slow mining data more often lately than active mining it because if I, if I active mine, then I, I've got, you know, my attention is on that. I can't do anything else. If I slow mine the data, then I can still do something else, or I can potentially be out of the game. Raging Ginger says, I'm loving the break. I'm taking the time to stock up on stuff, level up ships, and raiding. Truck and Chick says, I raided seven bases last night and cracked three for my son. All right. Jayberg says, I'm, uh, I just finished grinding my Valdor at Vortivore this week. Holy crap, Jayberg. Congratulations. That's huge. All right. Tony Rome says, I'm grinding my third faction as I listen here now. These two days have been great. I am glad that you guys recognize them for what they are. There is plenty to do in the game. Now, granted, with fewer events becomes less event payout. And I agree with that. Right now, Ripper, we're seeing a little less coming from the game. However, I choose to look at the big picture and I say, holy cow, just like I said on the last show, the holiday gifts were great. The event store was great. By the way, uh, of course, the, the holiday gift store is now closed, but the event store, uh, we still have a couple of days on. Have you guys decided what you're spending your loot on, and have you done so? Gregor, are you done with the event store? I am done, sir. I, I, am, done as, I am done as well. I did Burnham, and I did the mycelium packs. You got a little extra mycelium. Good to go. Uh, Ripper, how about you? Is your event store, are you fully spent? I am. Very good. Very good. Uh, do you care to share what you spent on? What did you What did you acquire? Uh, mostly materials because still need a lot for research. Okay, materials. This is the same guy who spends faction credits on raw crystal. Uh, yeah, <laughs> pe- not anymore. I, though. I just, well, I'm glad. I'm glad. Stop we still this. have a we have a little work to do yet, Ripper. Okay, don't spend event store currency on materials. <laughs> Oh, no, no, I do because I I don't particularly care much about the new officers. I don't I I don't see the big of a need for them to be honest. I well, you, great. but you know not it's bad. so crazy. They're just it's crazy you say that. You're you are such a cerebral player. Uh, it surprises me that you say that because uh, I I have been working with Ash Tyler. Uh, so let me tell you what I did. Okay, uh, I had Ash Tyler at the beginning of this event store. I had Ash Tyler. Unlocked. He was tier one. Folks, I had enough event store loot. I'm not kidding you. Let me tell you what I came up with here. This blows my mind. I had enough before the holiday events. I had enough to promote Giorgio to tier two and take Lorca, uh, sorry, not Lorca, sorry, Ash Tyler to tier four. Tier four with a single event store, guys. Then Hang on. You guys may remember on the show, I was talking about the fact that I would be kind of close to getting Ash Tyler to Tier 5 to max, but I needed, and you guys may remember me saying this, leading up to like the last three days, uh, the last day or two before the holiday event store, 
I said I needed like 255,000 event store loot. Gregory, remember me saying that? I don't think I'm going to get enough because I need 255,000 event store loot to max Ash Tyler. Guys, I'll be daggone if the Alliance event didn't finish, all right, and I got some loot from that. There was another event that finished, and I got some loot from that. There was a Lorca auction that I was able to sneak into. By the way, we'll talk about the Lorca auction in a second, but I'd love to know how your Lor- your third and final Lorca auction went because on my server, in my 37 to 39 bracket, I sniped it. I came in at the last second, Gregor. Guess what I spent? Zero dollars. I was able to get 100 shards of Lorca for 1.001 million points. One million points flat, and I won first place. Now, that's great. I got, I got 100 shards of Lorca, but even more important to me, crazy enough, was the 45,000 event store loot that came with it. Mm. So I combined that, and then I converted all of my holiday tokens to event store loot, and I'll be daggone. Gregor, it was perfect math. If I had missed one event, guys, if I had slipped one spot in one event all month long, I couldn't have done this. I maxed Ash Tyler, and guess how much event store loot I had left, Gregor? No lie. I didn't spend it on anything else. I didn't buy a single independent credit. I didn't buy a single raw, uh, rare crystal. I didn't buy a single Devore part. I had 340 event store loot left. That's exactly what I was going to guess. <laughs> You're very intelligent, sir. 340 event store loot. Guys, that is so tight a margin that one place, one leaderboard position in one event all month long would have prevented me from maxing Ash Tyler. So, uh, I got Ash Tyler. This was my December. I got Ash Tyler maxed, courtesy of the event store. I got Giorgio to Tier 2, courtesy of the event store. I got Lorca to Tier 2 because I won two auctions at the price of $1 million. For whatever reason, the second Lorca auction got stupid. The second, I'll tell you why. The second Lorca auction ran concurrently with a jelly event. That's probably why. The second Lorca auction went to like six or seven million points. It was insane. I bowed out. I was like, there's no way I can compete with this. So I, I backed off. But the other two Lorca auctions, I'm here to tell you, Lorca's a good officer. And, and people have not bought into him. And I was able to snipe him twice for cheap. So my Lorca's tier two. George O's tier two. Ash Tyler's maxed. And I did that for free this month. So uh, my, my point, and I'm traveling a little bit, sorry. My point is that the event store was so phenomenal that I am okay with a little bit of downtime. I'm okay that the events aren't paying super huge right now, today. Hell, maybe that's why they didn't do a Crucible, Gregor. Because they felt like they, felt like they fast-tracked the economy or progression rates by three months, by what they did with the with the event store, <coughs> I don't know. Uh, I think I think somebody had it right when it was blinking, click, click yes to continue on the event publishing but screen. Yeah, you're you're somewhere. probably right. You're probably right. Um, you know, uh, looking here in the chat, uh, sarcophagus blueprints. Some people picked up. Commander Green says, "Any chance 
they drop in more Sarco blueprints. Probably not in the event store, but yes, we will see opportunities to earn Sarco blueprints in January. Okay. Um, let me see here. Somebody, Miss Harley Quinn says, I've been working on four drive components. Dunk says, I completed summoning, which is great. That was another recommendation that I gave that if you did not have summoning, this was a wonderful opportunity to finish it because it, it you could have gotten 20,000 spore draft components for 600,000 loot, which would have been the bulk of your loot, okay? Granted, that would have been the bulk of what you earned for free, if you, especially if you didn't do a lot of leaderboards, but it was enough. Haven uh, spent on Enterprise Blueprints. Blokemon got Saru to Tier 4, Ash to Tier 4, and Giorgio to Tier 2, all with event store loot. Tequila says, I did 20 Enterprise Blueprints, and like Ripper, scored 1,500 uncommon materials. That's actually a pretty good haul. 1,500. That's, that's pretty big. Battle Droid says, I bought Devore blueprints, Enterprise blueprints, and maxed my um, Vidar with event store loot. Good. I, I'm pleased that your Vidar is maxed. That's good. John DeLay says, does Ash Tyler add to the base value or add to damage? This is what I like about Ash Tyler. John DeLay, he adds to the final calculated damage. So, for example, it, it's just a flat add. If your attack stats are 20,000... I mean, it would be better gonna... if he added to base, but oh well. Well, sure. Yeah, because then you... I mean, that would be a huge bonus. If he added to base, then, you know, you would add 10,000 to base, but then you would get all the multiplicative research. So that would be good. But it, it, here's my, my point. The reason I'm happy with him is that he's incredibly easy to test. He is a cumulative officer. He's incredibly easy to see that he is working. You can absolutely see the difference. He adds to the final calculated value. Uh, if you have 20,000 attack stats, he adds 10,000 per shot. Uh, cumulative per round if you have burning. And he works very well with Giorgio. And in long rounds, he is more potent than Decius. Okay? He is more potent than Decius in long rounds. Um, I guess even in short rounds, I guess he probably would too. He is another Decius. All right. And, and Decius is a great officer. So now potentially having two of them or having one that specifically works with burning is a, is a great thing. Decius is a great officer. And Ash yeah, Tyler the, the, works the fights same way. I usually have are not long enough for those officers to matter. So is that, so that must be why you're not a huge officer fan. What, what's the average like? I mean, cause here's the thing. I believe, I personally believe that they're effective starting in probably rounds 8 to 10. Anything longer than 8 to 10 rounds, I feel like they're worth it. You know? Most, now, are, most, most are less. Five rounds. See, I, I, I guess I'm still playing around with mid-range players, because mine typically go longer than that. Now, Gregor, you're, as a G4 player, yours are probably a couple of rounds. Um, yeah. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, so, so you know... Or some other use cases like that? Sure. I mean, well, go, guys, of course, those go long, but I mean, like, PvP stuff. Yeah, it, and PvP, and, that's, and, and honestly, I think that's what Ash Tyler was probably designed for, was PvP. Uh, but, he, here's the thing, as Ripper points out, the larger power, the larger class of ship that you're flying, typically the fewer rounds that it goes. So, could it be that Ash Tyler was designed for late 20s and lower 30s level players? I mean, that, that card was built for the Sally, or the Gladius, or potentially even the D4. Or, well, Burning, so probably an Augur. 
you know, battleships potentially. Uh, Lorca, great on interceptors. Okay, great on interceptors. And Lorca, though, an officer that's good at any level. All right, Gregor, you're, if I'm not mistaken, you're happy with Lorca, right? Better than Gorkon? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like the new officers are, at, at higher levels at least, are improved upon. I feel like, I think we talked about this with it being a leveling of the morale capabilities, right? So Kirk's 80% at max. This levels that playing field out between all the abilities. Um, so, yeah, I think it's an improvement upon the old officers. It's not contingent upon a triggering effect, only the fact that you entered the battle. Um, but what I, I but I'm not sure they're as valuable at lower levels. I mean, like, if you've had a Gork on high level right now, I don't know that I would swap it out for a low-level Lorca. You know what I'm saying? I do agree with that, um, especially at the lower levels. It may take a little bit of time uh, for some of these officers because... And, and I've, correct me if I'm wrong, but I would believe that the direction you're going with there is simply statistics. I have noticed this. On my auger, I, uh, I don't want to say I'm struggling, but it's certainly harder, harder to get my statistics as high as I would like them because my entire bridge crew does not have huge statistics anymore. You know, if, I, if I'm flying with Saru, Giorgio, and Tyler... I got no stats coming from the bridge, not compared to Nero, Kirk, and Spock, for example. Right, right. And and so I'll say this, and I'm with Crazy says this, trouble is Kirk shards are so much easier to get than Giorgio, Giorgio and Lorca. Can't see the accessibility gap closing anytime soon. I would expect these to go into transporter patterns and both of those officers to be in the Discovery Recruit shards. Now, the Discovery Recruit pack shards recruit tokens whatever you want to call them you get from the refinery those only have a seven percent drop rate in the recruit store but if they don't put these in the transporter pattern store i will be shocked because clearly they are a leveling of the kirk ability right or, or mm-hmm. they're a leveling of the playing field with a kirk ability if they make them inaccessible why create them at all you know yeah, I agree. I agree, and and I agree with you partially. I think that we will see him promptly in the discovery recruit section, especially given that Empress Giorgio and Captain Kelly are already there. Um, I I would expect that we would see them, uh, Lorca, relatively quickly in the discovery recruit chest. Now, transporter patterns is something totally different. Transporter patterns, I disagree. I think that they're not going to use the transporter patterns for the same reason that we have mentioned on this show before. Um, transporter patterns are a little bit of a problem for Scopely right now. And, and here's what I mean. I mean, whoever they put in there, whoever they put in there is going to be an instant max for anybody 40+. plus. I mean, think about it. Gregor, how many, how many transporter patterns do you have right now? Anybody, yeah, yeah, a handful. Anybody who's 40 plus, Mac, how many transporter patterns are you holding right now? All right, anybody who's 40 level plus, just just if you don't care, throw me the number of transporter patterns you have at this moment. And uh, and and the reason now, Blue Mandalorian says, cool down. Oh gosh, man, you throw a cool down, you. You're just adding another gateway. And, and, but maybe it's necessary. Maybe Look at that. Holy cow. Jayberg 
has six million transporter patterns. Okay, so you tell me, folks, if you throw something in the transporter pattern, and this, Gregor, this is proof positive that what I was just saying. Anybody you put in, of course, you know, Blue says you know, with without a cooldown. If you introduce a cooldown mechanic, then that may be better. But if you if you introduce any officer as the transporter pattern system exists right now, it's an instant max. And why it's is that well, instant max? Except Borg officers, by the way. Why, why is that a bad thing? So I, I oh gosh, I, you know, what, me what I'm personally is, is you've I, got Kirk in there. These were clearly meant to be the Kirk counterparts, right? Because his doesn't need anything to proc. It's an 80% at max, just like theirs procs the beginning of each round. It's totally fine, right? I mean, this is that ability. So why not put him there and let people grab him? It's not like we don't get new officers every month. Well, blue, blue, blue has it right. These are new officers. We have had we we have used the example before and have heard the words from Scopely before that they don't want to diminish the value or they don't want to uh, depreciate the value of their newest officers. If you remember, what was the complaint that I had? I don't remember. It was a I think it was a direct sale pack. Uh, not it, probably three, four months ago. God, I wish I could remember what it was. Did the did the triple go on sale? Not long ago, maybe mm. maybe two, three months ago, in a direct I mean, pack. Yeah, it did when it came out. And no, when I know it did when it first came out. We've talked about it. It was four hundred dollars. But I'm thinking like two, three months ago, there was some kind of special pack. Uh, yeah, Stony says that it did go on. And and if you remember, it was the same price as launch. It was still $400 for 100 shards, okay? And I came on this show, and I said, gosh, you know, six months later, I don't know that it should be the same price. And the response from Scopely was, listen, why, you know, we're not going to depreciate our officer by half after six months. And he even turned it around on me and said, does an F-150 depreciate by half in six months? Well, the answer is no. See, but I, right? think there's, I think there's a little bit of difference here, DJ, because I think oh, of course there is. purpose-built to compete with Kirk. And on top of that, I think, I believe that they made them only really equal at the top end levels, right? Like they're only really good at the top end levels and they're not as valuable as other officers because they already have compete. Like if you have a tier five Gorkin, you're not going to replace them with a tier two Lorca. You're just not. So it's not as valuable because you're not in a rush to get them. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not a whole new feature set or, an amazing feature set. It's really just a, an improvement upon an existing feature set you already have. It's, well, and I, and I don't necessarily disagree. All right, I, I don't disagree with anything you're saying. I would five love of to ten see is a totally different officer, right? I mean, that's an ability that doesn't exist, except in five of ten. That's a super value officer. Con is an ability that doesn't exist outside of con. I, I think there's officers that have those those super valuable feature sets or, or abilities. And these, these new Giorgio and, and Lorca are not those, you know what I'm saying? Like they're just a leveling of the playing field. So I don't, I don't know if I agree that these would never show up because they're too valuable in the transporter patterns. I think they should be in the transporter patterns because they're that fixed to the game system. I mean, clearly okay. to Arguably fix the game. adding, adding any Borg officer to the, patterns doesn't really matter anyways because right because nobody probes. has enough active nanoprobes anyway right 
Yep. Well, yep. I have an alternate approach, uh, perhaps, and that is add all. Oh, we lost you, buddy. Try again. Sorry, add all the epic officers to the uh, transport pattern selection. Limit one a day, and that way, and and then add one more exchange for transport patterns for officer XP, and that way, you know, you're getting the officers incrementally, just as you would through tokens, just with a little extra boost that's being rewarded for your effort to put into it. But you, you know, with all those the millions of patterns, you can also dump those into officer XP. Which, if you have millions of patterns, you don't need Officer XP, by the way. Yeah. Like, you, like I'm sure all the, the same people that have 6 million of those probably have 200 million Officer XP. Or that oh, maybe cooldown options of alternate upgrade materials, like independent credits and active nanoprobes. Sure, yeah, they maybe, could maybe. make it more usable in other ways, yeah. yeah, yeah you, cooldowns. It's a currency, you know? Yeah, yeah I, you could use it like, uh, like the charge nanoprobes now, where you've got two or three things that you could redeem it for. Um, and, and that would probably be something that would be welcome. You know, I, I would, I would like that. Uh, I haven't finished going through those officers yet. So, so maybe, you know, what you guys are suggesting is, is to add a, a chunk of new officers to the transporter patterns, but put them on a cooldown. I, I'm scared of offering Scopely a cooldown. I ain't going to lie guys. Okay. Like, like somebody just suggested a minute ago, one a day. That's effing scary. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that is. One a day is literally multiple years to max an officer. I don't like offering Scopely a cooldown. You know well, what I'm saying? Or or ten a, or like ten a day, but you know, total. Like you get to choose which ten are picked. But let's also be clear. I mean, you still need thirty some thousand independent credits to max Lorca. I mean, it's not a gimme. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you could have all the shards in the world, but you need 30,000 if you think, oh, 30,000 is nothing. That's what, a million and a quarter latinum or something? Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and but, you know, the the, the grind to officers it has always kind of been multifaceted. Uh, for example, uh, let's see, I think I was telling you guys uh, the other day that I finally... Uh, and I don't think I said this on the show, but I finally just through pulls of of epic and premium recruit pulls, finally got enough shards to max Yuki. Okay, which was great. I, I've not had Yuki maxed. I finally got enough I'm, shards. I to am promoter. surprised, DJ. I, you know what? I'll tell you why, man. I, I, I don't. I mean, here's the thing: she's not available in transport patterns, so it's not like I missed an opportunity. I don't. I, I must have just had no, bad I, luck. I, I, what about? I don't understand. Is I have only only a handful of epics maxed, right? Mm -hmm. But I have every single rare maxed, and I have had for months for like yeah. But, half but a year. where does Yuki? Where does Yuki come from? Yuki comes from the epic and the premium chest, and that's it. Okay, that's the only place Yuki comes from. She's not available in a faction store. She's not available in an augment store. She's not available in a rogue store. Okay, uh, she's just not available. So I've only had chest pulls, and I and so I finally got her enough shards, and then I look, damn it, it takes eleven thousand credits to promote her. So yeah. I I don't have that. So I've got Yuki ready to promote right now, and now I'm trying to get enough uh, enough faction credits. And the reason I don't have, and, and in all fairness, the reason I don't have the faction credits is because I have continued my accumulation of transporter patterns through the faction recruit uh, section. 
on buying all those faction recruits every single day in anticipation for exactly what you guys are talking about. I'm waiting for an officer to come into the store so that I, too, can instant max that officer. But I believe, I believe that Scopely has not done anything with the transporter patterns specifically because they know that anybody they put in there will be instantly maxed. But it's and, not instant max, and that's why I put that screenshot in Discord just now. Like, I've got the uh, Navi and Rima and 1 of 10 and 6 of 10, and I can't max them right now. I mean, yeah, I've got well, because those require resources that are not that easy to get. <clears throat> and so, so you're, do, you're, so you're comparing Lorca, it. And so do Giorgio. So you're comparing it. You're comparing it to, for example, you're going to compare these officers to, say, Stella Research, where in fact the particles are not a hundred percent the limiting factor. It's the outlaw research credits, or vice versa. Maybe you have a huge pile of outlaw research credits and you can't get the particles fast enough. Everything in this game, ha you know, I have noticed over the last month or two, and and have kind of you know mentioned to a few different people. It's almost as if there's a a double-blind control, Gregor. Everything in this game has dual gateways, especially anything newer in the game. Anything that's been released in 2020 has dual gateways. All right? Take a look at... Um, let's start back at Borg. Okay? The Borg officers, active nanoprobes. On top of active nanoprobes, you still need the charged nanoprobes if you're going to... You know, you, you need the charged nanoprobes, you need the inert nanoprobes, yada, yada, yada. Okay? and so you've got a double gateway there between the charged and the active. All right. Uh, then you go on to Stella. Stella is almost maybe a triple gateway because you got blue uranium. The blue uranium is more of a gateway than uncommon or epic. All right. Which is funny. I heard a comment the other day. And just side note, someone told me the uh, the other day on Discord that they felt like four star common material was more rare than uncommon material. And I and I. That's actually for for for. Early 40s, that's totally true, by the way. Totally true. That, that's absolutely true. And so here we go into Stella, and we see that rare uranium is more rare than epic uranium, for example. But not only that, so you got the uranium, that's one bottleneck. The outlaw research credits and the particles are, are potentially two other gateways. And it seems like if you're swimming in one, you're locked down on the other two, and vice versa. Blue goose. Then, still feels like it's broken that probably should be dropping from the epics instead of more green stuff what's that now that we're needing the rare stuff that probably should be dropping from the epics instead of more uncommon i don't i don't disagree we've talked about that before about what what is dropping and it just feels like there's there's too much there's too much green dropping and and of course you know i mean listen i'm not opposed to having you know an abundance of one but i mean Gosh, I've got over a million uncommon loot right now, and and no rare loot, none, because I spend it. I spend it every three days. So, uh, so then you know that's Stella. Now we've had Discovery. All right, board drive components. That's certainly a gateway. Um, we have uh, Discovery recruit tokens, which are not grindable in any way. Only what Scopely hands out is what you can refine. That's one thing that, that bothers me more than anything. When something is literally commodity controlled by direct acquisition by, by Scopely, when it's not something you can grind. You know what I'm saying? Even, even in a matter of principle, you could grind extra materials, right? How do you do that? 
you do larger refines. You mine more, so you got more raw, so you can do larger refines. It's not necessarily cost efficient, but at the end of the day, you will have more volume of uncommon materials. You're just going to have, you know, the cost per uncommon is going to be way higher. But you can still control that. You can still get more. You can do the sub-events. You can do research or ship upgrades or officer XP or recruiting or whatever. You can choose to focus on those events. You and can get more uncommon. And with infinite time, you can kill hostiles. And with infinite time, you can kill hostiles. You can grind that reputation. You can pick up, um, you know, extra blueprints, this or that. You know, I mean, there's a lot you can do in the game that is completely grindable and dependent on your time schedule. For example, I always go back, and I know it's harder today than it used to be, but I remind all you guys, Gregor ground his Kelvin. He didn't spend a dollar on acquiring it um, directly. He probably spent a pretty penny in Titanium. All right, was it but the, before the change or after the change, the traders. Yeah, it was before the change. Okay, well, it was before the change, why? and 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 it still can be done. It still can be done. I showed you guys screenshots. I sent Gregor screenshots during the leaderboard event uh, for the sarcophagus event when I was grinding salt traders. But I picked up like seven Kelvin blueprints that day, or the yeah that one day or two days, whatever however long the event was. I picked. I was shocked at the drop rate. I picked up. Hang on, let me see if I can find it. I picked up Kelvin blue, blueprints. I picked up Hydra blueprints. It was insane. The blueprints I picked up. Newton's dropped more now. It seems than Kelvin. Yeah, I, yeah. I picked those up too. Let's see here. Grade. Go down here to the four stars. All right. I picked up a shocking number of blueprints. I picked up. It was six. thousands of hostels to, of those home system hostels, though, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. saying it was easy. I mean, I, I know you ground your tail off, but, you know, you still, you were able to grind it. You chose the amount of time you invested. Hey, uh, you, Gregor, correct me if I'm wrong. Did you tell me you were locked in a reputation? Yeah, right. Before? Okay. Guys, Gregor has hit one billion Romulan reputation. All right? That takes time. That takes a tremendous grind. All right, it's, but he lost. It's actually super interesting. Like, you can grind rep until you hit about the 140, 160 <coughs> million. Post that, you're getting most of your rep from your dailies. Just doing your dailies, doing your dailies. Like, it, you don't really grind rep anymore after that. Certainly not after you hit the half a million mark or half a billion. You know, I, you know, I don't. I respectfully agree that you can get a bunch from your dailies because you've shown me. But I'll tell you this, Gregor, when I spent the entire day grinding in Tiger Core for that leaderboard event that we had over the holiday, I spent a solid, I mean, I did, I, well, not a solid 24 hours. I, that, that'd be a lie. But I mean, I, I spent several hours grinding that event. Dude, I, I raised my reputation by like 6 million points. You know, like, that's I, roughly what you get from dailies once you pass one the 400 day. million mark. Yeah. <laughs> Six and, million points in one day, and I spent hours grinding it. I was going to say, and you're giving the best possible example. There is no other system out there that reacts and works like Tygo Core. No, Tygo Core is the only one, folks. Tygo, Tygo. And, I, and I will say this. I was remarkably and pleasantly surprised at how empty Tygo Core was during that holiday event. I figured it was going to be a nuthouse. 
I figured there was going to be 100 players down there competing for Reds, and it was fortunately very quiet, which means that players have forgotten about Tiger Core or nobody was playing, you know, which is probably more likely. Um, but back to my blueprints. So the day that we were grinding in Saul, seven Hydra blueprints, four Newton blueprints, 11 Kelvin blueprints. And that was the day I was grinding in Saul. When I did, I did do a tiny little bit of grinding in Kronos, and I picked up two blueprints to a Coronar and one to a Katinga. That was it. Um, nothing to the Bicor. So, and then I didn't hit anything in Romulan because, again, I, I'm, only, I'm only doing Feta and Rom because I'm trying to grow my Romulan. And to that point, okay, to that point, I told you um, during the Sarko event that I crossed over reputation. Guy, I did more than that, Gregor. Holy cow. I did more than that. My Federation rep is up to 19 million, which means that using... And by the way, I did. I told you guys to do that mathematically during the holiday event. I switched to my Enterprise so that I could get more Federation rep so that I could score better in the Federation leaderboard. Gregor, I picked up 10 million, well, 9.4 million rep during that two days. 9.4 million Fed rep. My Klingon rep, of course, is still 10 million flat. It's locked. And Romulan, oh, good God. It's up to 37.8 million. And, and you, I told you the day that I crossed over. That was what? Just a few days ago? That was, I think that was that during the Sarko event that I crossed over? Or was it during the holiday event that I crossed during over? During the holiday, I, I think. Yeah. Okay. So four days ago, folks, I crossed over 30 million. And then, uh, and I finished at uh, 37.8. I don't remember what I was before the holiday event started, but I wasn't 30 million. So I, I picked up, let's say, eight plus Romulan rep and nine and a half million Federation rep in just a couple of days. And, and again, I, I don't mean to spend forever on this topic. My point is, it's grindable. So it makes me irritated when something is so completely gated like discovery recruit tokens for example yeah that that it, i that when i can't control it is when it drives me bonkers so well i think their ratio is really annoying uh with the seven percent epic drop rate i mean whew. You gate it behind that. You gate it behind those recruit tokens, and then you give an epic at seven percent. That's really low. Yeah, especially considering the fact that you might, maybe, possibly, get one or two draws of that chest a week. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I think Georgia and Lorca will be in the transported patterns. Well, I hope you're right. I got to be honest with you. I think I don't think Scopely will do that with brand new officers. I don't. I don't think they will. Who recognizes you know? this music? I don't hear anything. Um, Mario. Not... Yeah, buddy, Super Mario. I can't even hear it. <laughs> I, I pieced it together from like one or two notes. <laughs> yeah, one or one or two little clips actually came through clearly. Uh, yes, yeah, Steven Zaren got it. He posted it in the chat. So, um, anyway, you know, uh, 
grindable things make me make me feel better when I can control my rate of progression. That's why Franklin, while it was miserable, was still something I wanted to work on. Discovery, um, and by the way, so we were talking about you know the the currencies, the double gated currencies. Take a look at territory capture. You get the particles, and and which you by the way, territory capture is arguably you know one of the best research trees in the game, but it's gated, gated by particles and. ISO emulsion. By the way, how many people are actually gated by particles right now? Because it's not me. I am. Are you really? Sure. Yeah, buddy. How much ISO emulsion do you have? I no joke. I mapped mine out today because there was a research event today uh, for twenty-five thousand points. You know, so I had to do like eight or ten researches. I am down to thirty, not three thousand, not three hundred. Thirty ISO emulsion. 30. I'm not um, even going to have enough to do my refines tomorrow. I have like 900,000, but I don't I don't have the particles, and I could spend it on things like the officer conditioning and all that, but I think it's much better to spend all the efficiencies and cost reductions first. So I'm holding for particles to drop it there. That's crazy. Gregor, you are... You're, I'm shocked to hear that. You're in the minority. Uh, Snipes gated by uh, credits uh, I'm not sure what what credits you're talking about. Um, the uh, El Cheapo says ISO emulsion. Uh, Battle Droid says I'm gated by ops. Chuck uh, Truck and Chick says emulsion. Snipe says emulsion. Uh, Drakina says emulsion. I'm free to play, yeah. DJker. I don't. I didn't buy. It. <laughs> he's uh he's a level fifty bro. Free to play. Um. So yeah, Tony Rome says I'm held on speed ups. Okay. Um. Anyway, the, the point is that there's multiple gateways. Everything that they've done, there's not been one currency. It's actually been somewhat subtle. <laughs> I, I talk about, uh, Gregor, this is funny. I talk about why we need new currencies, why we don't want to reuse currencies. But it, the, the thought occurred to me that the new currencies, while they are good and that they don't slow down other progression, the new currencies are simply used to gate the new progression. It's a no-win scenario. We're screwed if we do and screwed if we don't, um, as far as the new currencies go. But, you know, ISO emulsion, that's certainly my bottleneck. Like, absolutely. Well, I have to agree, though, like the new territories tree with the fact that they haven't incorporated any other resources into that tree is yep. one of the best things they've done. It is. And, and I'll even say this. You know, we went back. Gregor, I looked at the time frame of all this stuff. And again, I, I am never... I am never going to be the content creator that comes out and say, that comes out and says I did this, but I will say that I do feel like they potentially listen. Ripper, I don't know if you're still here. You and I had a very early conversation, uh, Gregor, you as well, about the percentages of research, and of course we did a whole episode on diminishing return. I feel like Gopley may have listened because this new research tree is effective folks every level is effective i mean the percentages are higher and we can feel the difference and i think that you know that is a very good thing again that could have been their plan all along um but i'm really really glad i don't care how it got done i don't, I don't care if i had anything to do with it or if they don't even know my name i'm really really glad that it got done because the territory research tree is absolutely phenomenal. No, I'm not going to take the credit. I'm not. 
Steven there and says, "Take the credit, DJ." No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to do that because I don't. I don't want them to feel like you know that that their plan, that their master plan, or their genius, or their thought process, you know, all along, you know, and then to have somebody steal that credit. I don't know. I don't know if I deserve the credit on that. So I'm not going to take it until I know, and I'll I'll never actually officially know that. All I'm glad with is the final result. And the final result is the territory research tree is bonkers good. If, if you know, you should be, you should be. Here, here's my opinion. If you are in an alliance that is controlling territories, you should, and, I, and, and you know, obviously try to make sure you have the materials for this, but improved isogen refineries one, two, and three, you should activate those. You should. And, and further... You should do the max pulls. I know it's more expensive. I know it's less efficient. But ISO emulsion is my gateway, and I am doing max pulls in all three every day. And yes, it's going to require you to mine more. Yes, it's going to require you to sit on isogen more than you want to sit on isogen. You're going to be sitting on isogen more than you're sitting on materials. I promise. Period. Plain and simple. I, that Gregor, if you are an active miner in this game, if you are an active miner in this game, you will spend more time mining isogen than you will traditional materials. Pirate it faster. Well, so Wham is saying that. Uh, DJ Gurr is saying that. Battle Droid is saying that. I found uh, the combination of all three for me. I'm doing you get your max, all three max three poles in a half an hour. That's that's good. I I'll be honest with you. I I have not traditionally been an overcap hunter. I, I've said this before. I don't I don't do a whole lot of overcap hunting. I for whatever reason I still do it in Borg space. I guess that's because there's not a lot of people there, you know. And 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 I know I don't know. And it's one system. I only go to one system. So like it's not like me searching, you know, a hundred systems. You know, the territory map has over a hundred systems. You know, to me, that feels... I, I know Wham does. By the way, welcome, Wham. Where you been, buddy? I, actually, people were a little bit worried about you. You've been out of the game for a few days. Everything good? I've uh, been playing other games. Uh, the events have been so horrible, I haven't even bothered. Yeah. <laughs> Gee, I have no idea what you are speaking of, Wham. Yeah, the the events... events were probably the worst I've ever seen, and then now there's no events, so I stopped playing. You know, I I respect that you feel that way. A lot of people said that. You know, crazy enough, Wham, I actually, I, I have taken the unpopular position of arguing with people in the holiday events. I, I enjoyed them, um, and more importantly, and, and this I think was the mechanic, a lot of people complained about the payout. Dude, I mean, for me, now granted, I spent time. I did. They, they were, it, this was definitely not a milestone thing. All right, But I spent time on the events on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and the day after, I got paid super freaking well. I got paid really, really well. And, and I even went and watched Rev's video about the 2019 uh, uh, tre uh, Chris Trek the Halls or whatever. I got to be honest with you. I am happier with my payout in 2020 than I was in 19. I was. I, I, I got paid really well. Trek the Halls was so good. I can't, I, it doesn't even compare to the, what they did. It's, it's, it's almost like they smacked you in the face and they gave you this stuff and instead of doing track the halls. Uh, I mean, it was definitely different. It was definitely different. And the one thing that I noticed different from track the halls was the sheer volume of ultra recruit tokens. Granted, there was, there was thousands given out in track the halls. 
All right, I think it was like what three or four thousand was given out in Trek the Halls. But but mathematically, when am and I didn't mean to get on this subject. I, I'm glad you're well, okay? Because people noticed you weren't in the game. Um, mathematically, if I did five ultra pulls, that gives me fifty shards, right? Fifty shards, and probably at least twenty-five of those are going to be epic. Is that a fair statement? If I pull five, I'm going to get at least twenty-five, and probably more epic shards. But but I'm going to get a total of fifty shards. Yeah. But the amount of holiday loot properly spent, in which case I converted it to event store loot, the amount of event store loot that I got allowed me to, and, and I, I do kind of bulk these together, which may be unfair. Uh, but, well, no, you know what, Gregor? I had Ash Tyler to Tier 4 before the holiday event. Folks, it takes 255 shards for Tier 5 of Ash Tyler. Wham, I earned enough holiday loot. I earned enough holiday loot to buy 255 shards of Ash Tyler. Now, he's a rare, not an epic, but 255 shards. To me, that was a stupid good payout. I maxed a rare officer. A current rare officer. So, I... I, I know, Steven's there. You, says didn't, I like you didn't get all that from the, the Christmas stuff. You got that from the, uh, the event itself, the uh, monthly. Because I, I did that with uh, three of my officers. I didn't max them out, of course, but I got three officers, 100 credits in each. But I did that with the event store, not the Christmas stuff. Well, not not all of it. I mean, I, I rem- I'll have to go back and listen to the last show on what the exact math was. I told people that I needed, I needed, uh, God, I needed like 200 and, I think going into, going into the holiday event, I still needed like 188,000 event store loot. I think is what I needed was 188,000 event store loot. So yeah, I mean, I had I had some of that already spent, but but I did the math to max Ash Tyler. I needed 188,000 event store loot, and between a couple, you know, the last minute events like the monthly event and like the last minute Lorca auction. Which granted, the Lorca auction was big. That was 45,000 of it, but I needed 188,000. So between the last battle pass events of or the last events of the battle pass. And the holiday event, wham! I got 188,000 event store loot. Now, listen, maybe maybe only 100 of it came from the holiday store, but nonetheless, I got it. Well, if we had you... this argument before, though. I could have bought every leaderboard, and I just wasn't going to do that to somebody, so I chose not to play the game at all. Well, I spent, I, I, I agree. spent nothing and got 100,000 holiday tokens. Well, I was going to say, which would have been so worse. I, but. I could have won every event if I would have bought it. I, but that would have been worth 75 right. Tyler shirts. So just the holiday event, just the Christmas event, could have been worth 75 Tyler shirts. Uh, mm, no, it'd be more than that. Mm. Be a hundred, I think. Right? Uh, let me Once let me match that. You might be right. So it was five. It was it was five thousand holiday tokens for 75 event store. Loads. Oh, you're so right. You then a, it was 150. Sorry. Yeah, right 150. 150 shards. Yeah. So I got I got roughly 150 shards of Ash Tyler directly from the holiday event. And that's no small thing. I mean, I think that's big. Now, you're right in the structure of the events, and I said this on the last show and we missed you. I I, I PS, I am glad you're you're good. Um I, I said this during the last show. There was too much of a payers element. And and we did acknowledge that. The payers element was weighted too heavily. 
for example, in the in the last event, the day three event, um, I could be grinding in Tiger Core, the one where you could accumulate faction rep. Okay, uh, one level forty hostile in Tiger Core was giving me roughly nine thousand Federation rep, nine thousand for one hostile, but a one hundred dollar pack gave you three point two million points. And that I had a major problem with. Now, if you go back to the Sarcophagus event, uh, the Sarcophagus leaderboard that we had about two weeks ago, Wham, there was a payers element there, but it was weighted so so much less that I was okay with it. For example, every time a player, every time that I would have killed a Capital City trader, you would have had to have spent two hundred and thirty uncommon. Okay, for every Capital City trader I killed you would have had to have spent 230 uncommon to keep up. Now, that doesn't sound like a lot, except I killed I killed 100 traders. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I spent two whole days up there killing traders. But, so, but, no way, get me wrong. I think they should have the buy event because that's how they make money. I'm just saying what you're saying. It should have been a lot more expensive for somebody to do it. Yes, yes, you're exactly right. It should have been weighted. It should have been weighted a lot less. So uh, I, I agree with that, and, and uh, I hate that you were out of game. I'm, I appreciate you stopping in tonight, and I'm glad you're well. People did notice you were gone. Uh, they, uh, as a matter of fact, I think the quote was, my miners are living a lot longer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the events were so bad, I went back to playing WoW. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, the events have certainly been bad the last 72 hours as well. With a simple hostile hunt, the dailies have given us more excitement over the last 72 hours. Um, so, uh, yeah, regarding the, uh, you know, the event store and, and so forth and so on, I still maintain, you know, how, how good that was. But, um, but again, you know, with all these different currencies and stuff, you know, you talk about the ISO emulsion, the ISO emulsion is, is definitely a, a crazy bottleneck, uh, at least for, you know, most players, I would imagine. And, and you may have bought a pack or two, Gregor, but, but ISO emulsion is, is, that's the holdup, you know, in Outlaw. It's Outlaw Research Credits. I've got, you know, 700,000 Stella Particles and no well, remember, Research Credits. Remember, you get, you get more uh, at higher levels, right? So I think I get 100,000 a day, roughly. 90,000, 100,000 ISO emulsion a day. What? Yeah. 100,000? No way! Yeah, buddy. Are you kidding me? Dude, I, no. get, like, I get like 10 or 12,000 a day. No, it scales by level, bro. Holy smokes! Now, guys, so 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 what I what I was telling you about the about the services, and I got a little bit off topic here. With with the ISO emulsion, you you absolutely you absolutely want to have the tier one, two, and three refinery uh, improvements if your alliance can afford it, because what it's doing is giving you one hundred and fifty percent of the available ISO emulsion that you would have without it. But it costs double. Okay, so, w for example, at my level, at my level, Tier 1 Isogen Refinery was like 48 or 49,000 raw Tier 1 Isogen. And that gave me two pulls. We talked about the two pulls thing, all right? Um, but if I have the improved Isogen Refinery activated, the two pulls actually gets cheaper, right, Gregor? The mm -hmm. two pulls gets cheaper, so you can save on what you spend, or you can do, and I, and I like this mechanic, by the way. I'm okay with this mechanic. Uh, or you can do refinery style. You can pay double. 
and get 150% of the value. So, for example, that's what I'm doing. All right, I'm paying two. I'm paying a hundred thousand raw tier one isogen, but I'm getting three pulls. So, in uh, as an ops 39, 2250 is my ISO emulsion payout from one pull, and I'm getting that three times. So, what is that? 6750. All right, that's what I'm getting for roughly. A hundred thousand. Well, it looks like ninety thousand in this case because I'm I'm doubling. So I I know that that costs more, and that's why I say that you'll spend a lot of time mining it, or hunting it, or doing the armadas, as you know, Wham and Ripper are indicating. Okay, you can hunt it. Um, I I probably need to force myself to do that a little bit more. I have not been hunting enough. I've just been mining it. Uh, I probably should force myself to hunt it a little bit more. That might save me a little bit of time, but. Uh, El Cheapo says 100,000 is too high. Well, I know. I know it's a lot. Right? And that's why I say I'm sitting on mines a lot. All right? I'm sitting on mines a lot. You know, this, this reminds me of the early days of Augment, Gregor, when you needed boatloads of green data. You remember back in the yeah. very, very beginning? I am mining ISO more than anything else. I'm mining isogen. More in the game than anything else. It is my number one time suck right now. Mining isogen. Um, but, it, but it doesn't just... Um, but when you get those territories and you get the services to improve those refineries, that reduces the cost, but it also increases the payout. It does. So it increases the payout even on the two chest? Right. Yep. Per, oh. per so chest it's, output it's, goes up for yeah. isomotion... But not not for the refined progenitor alloy stuff. So you get a oh, two so just for the emulsion. You, you get a two. No, your cost goes down. Well, I know the cost. The, the cost goes down the on the two chest pull. Yeah, the output goes up. Okay, not my game name is saying it's about a ten percent bonus on ISO emulsion for the chest pull, and then of course the two chest pull is cheaper. We've seen that, but I'm doing the three chest pull, which is more expensive. But I'm now getting three refi- uh, three pulls of ISO emulsion instead mm-hmm. of just two. And, and that's why I'm doing it. That, that's the only reason I'm doing it. It, it is wildly inefficient. It's like, pulling, it's like pulling the three chest pull in the refinery and getting, you know, all commons. Okay? Like, it, like, we, like doing that third chest pull in the refinery and you get an extra seven uncommon. Okay? It's more expensive. My ISO emulsion is costing me more raw. But I am getting more ISO emulsion by doing it this way. And P.S., unlike the normal refinery, at least this refinery is guaranteed. I know what I'm getting. So if so I what, spend 100000 Tier 1... So what we're trying to say, though, is being an alliance that has those active is going to increase your ISO emulsion and cheapen your refinery cost, right? What level Absolutely. He's 46. Who? You aren't you forty six or did you go to forty eight? You're forty nine. Holy 49. crap, it's forty nine. Okay, yeah. So, so, so you're so you getting hundred k if you have, I think, like one or two of the improved uh, refined. <coughs> well, let's do the math. Yeah. So, so how much ISO emulsion are you getting out of one chest? Is it sixteen thousand five hundred out of the tier one? Is it actually ten percent? The tier one would be f- more than fifteen thousand. Should be. Yeah, 16. is it is it 10%? Is it 16.5? I, I can tell you on a max, like, one-star uh, chest pool, I get, like, 66,000 isogen, or iso emulsion. 
So with the yeah. three pulls, you're getting sixty six thousand. That's twenty two thousand per chest. See, that's more than ten percent. That's way more than ten percent. Yeah, boost. it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily have to be ten percent. I think. I think it just we. We should look at that. Something. We, sh we should look at that. I need to find, I need to find a level 39 who doesn't have the service activated and then look at it and compare it to mine and we'll see so, what mathematics The higher level you are, the more payout you get. Mm -hmm. Also, when your alliance activates those improved refineries, the cost, to, the cost of raw isogen goes down and the output of isoemulsion goes up. The progenitor alloy stays the same no matter what, but the ISO emulsion goes up. So you want to make sure your alliance has all those that they can get to increase ISO emulsion output. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's what we were talking about. Uh, actually, at the very, very beginning, even amongst my own team, we were questioning whether or not the improved isogen refinery was worth it. And then when we realized that, you know, it was literally offering you. So in my case, I said 150%. It's more than that. It's and probably on top of that, probably, Boaz, Boaz is pointing out that if you activate the service, it affects the cooldown of your refinery. That's true. If you refine it regular and then activate the service, it's just like any chest where its contents change. When you do the prime rogue credits, all right, anything that has rogue credits in it resets. Uh, when you did Apex Notoriety, anything that had no, anything that had reputation in it reset. Anytime that the contents of a chest change then it will change your cooldown. So you'll get an extra pull by activating it. Um, and, and so Not My Game Name is actually accurately describing it. They're on separate timers. And he's right, by the way, because I actually tested this theory. We did, uh, in my alliance, we had a takeover. So I did my refine with the improved isogen refinery active. Okay? So I did my refine. Then the takeover occurred, and... Uh, the takeover occurred and the service went inactive. Then my isogen refinery reset to the original values. So I refined again. Then we reactivated the service, but I went back to my original cooldown. I mean, so, yeah, those, they just have chests that are... Have exactly. Exactly. So not my game name is technically analytically correct. There is two different chests. And yeah. they both have their own cooldown and use just whatever chest you have access to at that particular point. So you're absolutely correct on that. Uh, it'll go back to your original cooldown. But it does give you an opportunity for a second refine if you time it just right. But I think that's actually a new thing they added in the client to actually make that work. I think that didn't, it used to be not a thing, conditions on chests. Oh, well. I don't know about that. I mean, back when Outlaw Research was first introduced, I remember taking advantage of that when I activated Apex Rogue Notoriety, you know, and I remember taking advantage of that when I crossed over a rep threshold. Yeah, but threshold, I think that you know. one worked differently compared to these. Well, maybe. I don't, I don't know. All I know is that the conditions for having a refine reset are simple. If the contents of the chest change, then the refine, uh, and, and I, you're right, not my game name, reset is not the right word, but if the contents change, and actually Ripper's probably got it right, if the contents change, it's a different chest. So that different chest is going to have its own unique cooldown timer. It has its own unique cooldown timer. Because it is technically a different item. Um, but nonetheless, nonetheless, uh, it, it, those have renewed importance to me, and because 
I am spending so daggone much ISO emulsion. Now, listen, my territory research tree is nice and full. Okay, I mean, it's not done by any stretch, but I mean, I've got 30 ISO emulsion left, and I've been maxing my payouts every single day. You know, I mean, there's I've, also, like, so I kind of get that this feels like a massive wall you're getting into with the ISO emulsion at the beginning, but I think that's more because you are not low level when the stuff unlocks. So you have more to do at once. Well, that's that that's sense? true. Yeah, uh, we. So, so if, you, fact, if you come in this clean, like from unlock timing, I think it's actually less bad. If that makes any sense? Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because I, I've actually uh, mentioned that to uh, even live ops before. It it really when you introduce a new research tree. It almost puts the higher ops level players behind a larger eight ball, so to speak, because you know, like for example, in the in the stellar research tree, a lot of that is reputation gated. Uh, I'm sorry, let me rephrase. In the territory tree, a lot of that is ops level gated, and mm -hmm. as a lower ops level, there's a lot of stuff that you don't have access to. As a 39, I've got access to a lot. As a 49, Gregor has access to everything. Um, oh, and so I think that that and there a few fifty thing I can't remember. There may be I, I don't remember the dependency tree, but uh, but he nonetheless, has most at least like ninety nine percent at least. Well, and that's probably why they've scaled the ISO emulsion guys is to allow him faster completion of that because he has a lot more available. Um, and and honestly, it's a mechanic that I don't I don't actually have a problem with. You know, I mean, Gregor should not be behind a 12-month paywall for his research, or a 12-month time wall, rather, uh, for his available research for his ops level, and I'm only behind a six-month time wall because I'm at a lower ops level. So he's being paid more of the gated currency. But again, it's a gated currency, and Scopely is totally controlling the timeline, which I do not like. I do not like. I like what is this question about? Has anybody really done enough research in territory capture to really look at the high level researchers in the ISO cost? I, um, well, I can tell you that that 9 of 10 of optimized construction costs over 600,000 ISO emulsion. Gag me with a fork. Right. So the particles, again, when you're saying like the particles <coughs> is not the wall, for me, for sure, that's the wall right now. Yeah, that like, makes sense. I need particles, you know. Gregor, continue yeah, the conversation. That's, 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 why, that's why I'm saying, like, if you, if you come in this clean, you, you know, you have the the progression as it was designed, and you don't hit this this instant wall of, like, you have some levels that hit this instant wall of, well, I need ISO emulsion and don't have it. You know, so, so the, the perceived wall can change depending on where you are. Yeah, the mousetrap is different from different points. Yeah, for sure. Sorry, guys. I am. Uh, I'm actually at my meeting spot. So if you guys will just, uh, you and Ripper, Gregor, you, uh, you and Ripper, steer the conversation for about a minute while I yeah. so throw the kids Ripper. into the other car. <laughs> what are you wearing? Khakis. Khakis, Jake. Um, have you ever thought about changing your name to Gripper? I have not. I think that would be an interesting take. I mean. That's fine by me. I don't really care about this account anyways. <laughs> you know, this is not my main Discord account. Any feedback on Newton? Fig Newton? The ship Newton? <clears throat> I'm not sure what the Newton is. I guess Still I guess Newton. he means the, the ship. What? Is there a problem with the Newton? 
falling apart at the seams. Uh, feedback can be positive or negative. Doesn't you know? Oh, are you just saying like, what do you guys think of the Newton? Probably that's how I would interpret that. Oh, okay. Um, I think the Newton is the G4 Intrepid. I that's think what I've been hearing Newton as well is basically uh, to compete against equal level, equal bracketed G4 ships. You have to be higher level. Uh, but at higher levels, it's obviously a beast. Um, again, you know, you'll see them running around. Maybe I've seen them at 24 million, 25 million. I mean, that's a beast ship no matter what. But then again, I, you can just use a any G3 ship and run away, right? That's true. I'm not a huge fan of the Intrepid, or the Newton, I mean. <clears throat> I'm not interested in the Newton. Doesn't excite me. I think for me, and when you look at G4 ships, um, the Pylum, the Hecta, the Tribune, those are all the exciting ones. The Enterprise, oddly, is does not seem exciting at all. I have actually heard, obviously there's only a few of those in the game. Uh, Server 15 hey, has hey. one. Gripper and, I, Gripper and I are talking. Oh, sorry. Okay, you guys continue. I want to hear Gripper's thoughts on it. All right, Gripper, what do you got? On, on, on what exactly? On the, on the Newton. Uh, not, not particularly exciting. It's, it's, it's very slow. For and... all those nacelles, dude, it doesn't move for crap. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I, mean, I, I mean, think that's, two that's, of them are broken To be something. honest, that's all G4 ships are slow, but, you know, it's like a battleship, so it's extra slow. What's the impulse on that gripper? Do I know? I'm just curious. Um, I mean, I'm in, I'm in the car. I can't look at it. I don't I know. Can... I think like 70-ish <laughs> something. Oh, God. Wait a second. You mean the Slothagus is faster than the, than the Newton? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. The Slothagus is faster than the Newton? It's, it's 85. Miserable. It's 85 out of the box. Well, you have research, though. That's true. Yeah. I do. You're right. Yeah, Stoney's saying it's 72 before research. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's literally slow. it's literally basically four nacelles strapped together, and it's, it's dog slow. That's crazy. Like, like, what, like two or three minutes to get across the system? I don't know. It, it doesn't sound very fun, you know? No, it does not. Um, that's crazy. And there I is... Probably, um, I probably would not build the Kelvin or the Valdor or the Katinga if you have the patience to hold out. So, you know, it's funny. I was going to tell you. Um, I, I have told you that that's my long-term plan. I have every intention on skipping the 42s and the 40s now at this point. Skipping the 42s and going straight to the 46s. Now, that's a long ways off for me. It's probably, that's probably six plus. That's probably, it may even be a year. I'm me. still undecided. Because it's well, such a long time, you know, getting to 46 is either a lot of time or a lot of money. A lot of, lot of money. So I, here's the thing. I don't plan on spending. I, I plan on spending like I, I always have. You're going to need every bit of that to save up those damn faction credits. Well, this is my point. I checked today. All right. And, and I, I even, it's crazy enough. I even pinged Delcars for this today. It takes 507,000 faction credits to build the pylum. Yes. 507,000. 
So I have been saving. I, I know I've been telling you guys I've been saving my Romulan credits forever. Even when I'm doing this uh, transporter pattern grind, I have not been spending my Romulan. I am up to 137,000 Romulan credits right now. You know, I'm a third of the way there. You know, my position a, is I have all those credits already. How? Okay. Damn it, Ripper. Secret. Now, Anyhow. no way. How do you have 500,000? Secrets. Oh, my so, God. So here's why, so here's why I say hold off on the G4. He's milking Kirk. Here, here's why I say hold off on the G4 and comment. <laughs> They are, uh, relative to the rares, they're a lot weaker. Uh, I know that, but, you know, we know. don't have... So so, so here's my situation. I, I, I technically would have enough credits, even if I spent them on, like, a, an uncommon ship, if I get there. We don't have a rare ship on my server. We don't have a level 50 on my server. Right. So getting, getting and to I'm, 42 I'm probably like a year away from getting to 46. So so my argument is is kind of threefold, right? One, the uncommons are um, weaker than than the rares, which kind of makes sense, right? But pound for pound, they're more expensive to repair, right? Like for the same power level, I, if you're looking at a power to repair yeah, ratio, I, I, they're I, I more expensive. That. Number two. The, the ability of the rare ship is an inc is basically like a 5 of 10, right? Increases loot, and yeah. When you think about all the grinding you do in this game, whether that's armadas or rep or whatever you're doing, having that built-in 5 of 10 is really nice to have. And third, you are going to spend an unbelievable amount of resources to level up that uncommon that you are going to instantly regret in, when four levels later when you need Tritanium to upgrade that rare ship or parts. But the four levels are so painful. <laughs> I know they're painful, buddy, but if you... And, and listen, it's not for everybody. Some people are like, nope, I got the BPs, I'm building it. And by the way, I don't mean don't build it. Absolutely build it if you have the BPs. If you ground them, if you're on the edge of getting them from grinding, absolutely build it, but don't invest in it. Like, don't invest a bunch of your resources because you're going to regret it later. Fat Man Boo says, so it's the same logic as possibly skipping the Mayflower. Uh, poss possibly, here's the thing, to, to the 40-plus players, the Mayflower has an all-new importance, okay? Uh, e even to a level 39, you know, Mayflower has a totally separate purpose now, uh, which is that of Max and Scrap, okay? But it's the same mentality that I have shared here on this server for the last six months. Guys, I highly, highly encourage you to skip the level 32 ships. They are such a drain on resources and materials that by the time you get to your epic, you you could have spent all of that and and instantly taken your epic to a usable tier. You know the the ops levels are so close, and today the time of progression between you know thirty and thirty four is literally twenty five percent of what it was a year ago. You if you're a level thirty today and you practice smart asset management. You can be a 34 in 90 days. I guarantee it. Free to play. Well, I say free to play. Buy the Battle Pass. If you had $120 a month to spend in the game, and a lot of people don't, if you had $120, buy the Monthly Pack and the Battle Pass. All right? But if you only had $20, buy the Battle Pass. And, and if you do that, if you buy the $20 Battle Pass, you can make it from 30 to 34 in 90 days, guaranteed. Guaranteed. Yeah, those levels are 
pretty easy now. And and that's why I say building the ship at 32 is expensive. My biggest regret, I'm a 39, folks. My biggest regret is the amount of crystal, gas, and ore that I spent on the Burrell and the Gladius. And FYI, I do not touch those ships. I don't use them at all. None. Zero. Now, some people will still say, hey, I'd still use my Burrell for this or that, or I still use my Gladius for this or that. I'm telling you, I don't. I haven't taken them out of dock in, in months. And I bet you, I bet you I've got north of 10,000 of each material tied up in those ships. Not worth it. Not worth it, folks. All right? I, we've said on this show a gazillion times, a Tier 7 or a Tier 8 Sally will carry you all the way to 39. All right? Nope. So skip the 32s. Go to your epics and focus on the epics. The amount of resource you'll spend on the 32s, I promise you'll regret it. And and from what Gregor and a lot of the G4 players have said about the level 42 ships, it's the same thing. You will regret the amount of resources that you spend. Uh, now, again, like Gregor says, if you got the BPs, build it, have fun with it, whatever. But don't invest in it because... There, it's such a drain on resources, and I've said all along, this game was never about building every single ship. All right, I would be so much further along in my progression if I built a Sally and then waited till my Enterprise. Isn't it amazing the amount of players that are in your voice Discord now that are talking about, I have the Enterprise, I'm close to the Enterprise, should I build the Burrell or wait for the Enterprise? Like, one year has made such a difference in this game. Oh, sure. There's enterprises everywhere. There's a everywhere. lot, of, there's there's a lot of epics now around. Lots of epics are, are flying around. And I'm telling you, those those epics, you know, now listen, I, I you know, we, we share information on this podcast to our listening audience and, and we want you to be better. Me personally, I'm completely fine if, if you know, some player on server 15 wants to take his Perel to tier 8. I'm totally fine with that. That's just delaying your enterprise developing. And, I, and I'm here to tell you, my enterprise will swack your tier 8 morale any day of the week. Okay? So I'm fine. If you want to invest in the 32 ships all the way up to Op 39, yeah, you go ahead. All right? But for the listening audience and, and you know, for the benefit of what we do here, the, the, the core of what we do here, which is teaching you efficiency, I'm telling you, it's just not worth it. It's not worth it. You realize and I can recommend do ahead, save sorry. your gas. You will need it. Oh, and you'll it, need it not, far past the Enterprise, by the way. Oh yeah, I was going to say gas. Gas is even worse, folks, because it's not just you know the Enterprise doesn't just drink the gas. But I'm here to tell you, research, research post level thirty five is the most gas intensive research. I I'll tell you this, Gregor. Most I, I can't even do research in my Galaxy Tree anymore. I am maxed in my galaxy tree. And by the way, not maxed because I've done everything. I'm maxed because I'm capped out because everything costs stupid-ass amounts of gas, whether yes, it be yeah, uncommon it's, it's, or rare. It's basically half the research. Like, the, the materials you need is, like, half gas and then one quarter crystal and one quarter ore. That's how research works, basically. And, and so it's really funny. You know, we've talked in the past about crystal, you know, how survey ships and interceptors both take a lot of crystal. And we said, why is crystal the most sought-after resource in the game? It's almost not anymore. I mean, crystal is still important, 
but for me now, it's gas. You know, and it's funny. I know that, yeah, the needs, dilithium the needs. is dilithium is is gonna be an issue later on, but dilithium will matter it's, too. It's like material wise, it's 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 definitely gas. Do you ever have enough of anything? No. Well, that's kind of that's kind of what I was saying. Have enough of it's like it's like the resources change in priority as you progress. For example, I remember, I remember in my low to mid twenties. I would donate steel all day long. I would let my alliance boot me, and I would give them steel because I was holding too much. This is in my low 20s. And now, steel to me, to, as a 39, okay, steel to me is more important than titanium. But ask Gregor how important titanium is to him in the upper 40s, or Ripper, uh, any G4 player. Titanium is super important. All right? So it's, it's interesting how the evolution of materials and resources change as you progress through the ops levels because uh you know steel i mean i snipes i think said it earlier i think it was snipes who said that he bought steel with his event store loot and and i don't remember i don't, I don't even know if it was today and it might not have been snipes i don't remember but i i remember seeing one player say okay it wasn't snipes he said it wasn't me there was a player who said i spent 100 percent of my event store loot on steel. Okay. Which blew my mind. But that's what he did. And he told me that he picked up 16 billion steel out of this event store. Now, what's crazy, how far does 16 billion steel go? That's one or two buildings at the later levels. Gregor, for you, it might be one building. <laughs> Stoney says that's two buildings for me. 16 billion steel is two buildings. There is such a need for steel. That is why that is why I have focused on only spending in the territory research tree on the cost efficiency research. I am not spending on anything else until I max all that out as far as I can. And then everything will be about what other prereq researches do I need to move those forward further? Yep. And and that's why you guys may remember in the very first uh, episodes of the territory capture tree when it first came out some people focused on like that middle section uh ripper you did i remember you saying you focused on the middle section because of the materials efficiency mm -hmm. uh and gregor you told me that you went to the third leg you focused on resource efficiency and so did i i did level one research all through the the second chunk the second leg and i went straight to the third leg because i wanted to max out my resource efficiencies not only for building but for ships and for research, because I'm telling you, it's crazy. But resources again, are a bigger challenge for me today than materials. Again, it, it, it's the same thing. It depends on where you're at. Yes, it truly does. So it if truly you have does. like a lot of materials to spend on ships, it might be more worth it to you to spend it on reducing material cost or like. If you're in the early 40s and you have struggles with common G4, which is a thing. Yes, it is. Oh might my goodness. be worth it. Well, so here's the thing. I went through and I did that. Now, because of my ops level, I'm limited to level 2 in those researches, Gregor. I have to get to level 41 before I can hit that level 3 of the resource efficiency. So once I got all three of those, building, research, and ship, to level 2... Then I came back to the middle section, and now I'm working on the materials efficiencies, which I think I've got up to level 7. 
but even after level seven, I think it requires Ops 41, and obviously I'm not there. So uh, now Wham says if you go Fed, gas is never a problem. Oh, I don't know, man. I if you don't go uh, Fed, if you don't go Fed, gas isn't a problem. No, no I would a, say I've never that had was a problem with gas ever. I even have I, a Max Burrell. I would say that was right until, well, I guess it depends. G3 or G4 gas? G3. We're talking G3. Okay. See, now, Jayberg agrees with you, Wham. He says, no enterprise, no gas problem. That, that, may, that may be true. That may be true because I, I've spent, I mean, gosh, my enterprise is tier 8. So how much gas have I spent on it? 15,000, 20,000 gas? You know, I, I mean, it's 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 just a tremendous, tremendous investment. I'm but, a max. I'm maxing all my researches. 100% max. I should be going to 42, but I haven't done it because of steel. But but I've never had a problem with gas. All my buildings are maxed except for uh, one platform. For, for, what epic for are you flying, Lamb? Uh, I have an auger and I have a D4, but but they're only uh, tier five and tier four. Well, and and you there you go. So he skipped on the enterprise. And again, doesn't have the gas problem. So, you know, so that makes sense. If you're not doing the enterprise, then you've got all that extra gas that you can spend on research. So, you know, we look at, uh, we, we look at uh, resource and, asset and, and materials management or asset management, you know, and I say that research requires a ton of gas. Well, that's a lot more gas that you can spend on research if you don't have to put it into an enterprise. You know, uh, even into your Mayflowers, you know, and I, I'd say that people are going to think I'm crazy. But, Wham, how many Mayflowers have you have you scrapped? Very many? None. Really? I've never scrapped. I've only scrapped uh, Three Horizons this whole game. Never any other ship besides Stella's. Wow. See, I, I mapped it out for me. I, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to scrap two maxed Mayflowers and two maxed D3s for me to even hit Ops 41. Four ships I have to max and scrap for me to get to Ops 41 in less than a year. Because I, realize, the I never plus. went fed, too, so I don't, I don't get the Mayflower prints. I got uh, tons of Sally prints. I was going to say, a lot of people are using scrapping of G3 ships and G3 materials to get those G4 materials. Uh, for just basic stuff, right? Buildings, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Research. That's, absolutely. Some that's people exactly. are using it for primes to get their prime research done. Yep. Yep. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I had somebody message me uh, a few days ago and uh, was asking me whether or not he should spend the gas on his Mayflower or his Enterprise because he did not have prime officers. That's a really tough question. What do you do there? I, I told him, I said, depending on how you feel about your rate of progression, depending on how you feel about how quickly you can work on an enterprise, I actually recommended him invest into the Mayflower and then scrap it so he could get his prime officers. But that's a really tough question. That's a hard spot to be in. Well, I think, know, for I think for prime officers, on a level that, makes, gift. that makes a lot of sense. Well, that's that's what I told him. I said, you know, that's a hard that's a hard question. But if I'm offering my personal opinion, if I was in that spot, I think that I would pursue the prime officers because if if you don't have prime officers, then you're probably not a payer. And if you're not a payer, 
going to take a long time to progress that enterprise to a usable point. Um, and I think the tribe officers will give you more return earlier. That's kind of my point. But Steven Zaren says, how many of us have tribe officers already? And that's my point. If you do, if you do spend money in this game, I mean, it's been said by multiple content creators and, and multiple players, that is probably the most valuable prime in the game. So if you do spend money, you probably have it. If you don't spend money, then you don't have it, which means, you know, the enterprise is a long ways off. And if you're going to try to free-to-play, grind, and scrap for Prime Officers, then I think the Mayflower would have a more immediate return because of Prime Officers. So, you know, and it goes back to what Ripper was saying a little bit ago. This game is so different depending on what level you are, the needs that you have. And, and I don't know... I mean, obviously, Scopely probably designed it that way, but Gregor, at, at its core, do you think that that's actually a wise design? That the game is so different in its needs for so many different players? That makes it really hard to design, for example, an event or an arc that truly benefits everyone if everybody's needs are so diverse. Yeah, I feel like... Um, I feel like boy, do they make it hard to move the needle in a mobile game in general, right? Yeah, yeah. Everybody's needs are so diverse that one single event or one single arc doesn't have the same impact. And that's why we've always said, too, you know, different events are, are geared with different players' needs in mind, and if it's not going to benefit you, don't do it. Or at least don't invest in it beyond free. You know, uh, believe it or not, I've still met players who have still not bought into the idea of discovery and summons. You know, to people who have summons, it's it's huge, but there are still some players that just say, yeah, I don't need it. You well, know? I think if you're in your 20s, you really don't need it, or you're, even your early 30s, maybe it's not that important. I don't know. I still think it's not important. I don't use it that often either, and I yeah. have. I may use it like once a week just because I want to kill somebody. See, now, I, I, I use my summons, I don't, I don't want to say frequently, I still have north of 200,000 mycelium, and I've never had to buy any. The, but, higher, the higher you go, the more needed it is. I know a lot of high-level 40s that love it. And, you know, here's the thing. If, if I wasn't gated in my, in my warp range research, see, my, my warp range research is maxed for an Ops 39, and I still cannot summons to dark space if i could summons to dark space i know i would use it a lot more but gregor Obviously, i'm still DJ, that's on purpose oh yeah sure it is sure it is but but get... but but as a 39 as a 39 i can natively have my ships to warp 70 or warp 75 i can get there but because i can't summons i'm like i'm like right there in that in that gray zone right between where i, I would need it you know, like I'm still having to warp to the warp 75 hub because I can't summons there, but I can get there natively, even without Scotty. I can warp there yes. in my enterprise. But with getaway pilots and the right officers, you can get to that 75 hub in less than three and a half minutes from mm. purple space. I can show you. <laughs> I mean, that's well, why I say you, getaway you, pilots is the number one research everybody should be getting because you warp everywhere. Cut your time in half. Max that thing out. Well, here's the thing. So right now I'm based in, I am based in independent space down in a level 18 system. I'm in uh, 
I'm in the, uh, I don't remember the, the, I think it's the Pune hub right below Federation Space. Is it Pune? Opla. Opla? I don't remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm in independent space right below Federation Space. I'm in that cluster. Um, it still takes me seven minutes. Seven minutes to take yeah, my Enterprise but... to dark space. My Getaway yeah. Pilots 1 is maxed. Getaway Pilots 1 is maxed, and it still takes me seven minutes. Now, I probably don't have the Explorer warp speed maxed out because it takes so damn much rare gas that I, I'm, I'm probably only level three or four on that research because I'm not willing to invest the gas in it. So if you have not had issues with gas, your, your Explorer or Battleship or Interceptor, whatever you're using, that warp range re or that warp speed research is probably a significantly higher level than mine. Um, but yeah, it takes me seven minutes to get up there, and I can't summons there. I know I would use summons a lot more if I could summons to warp seventy five, but I can't um, because I'm I, I'm doing a lot more up there than even I was a month ago. Gregor, I told you I have been putting a new effort, like just in the last two to three weeks, guys. In the before two to three weeks ago. I had literally almost never hunted scouts. I never felt that it was efficient use of my time because, you know, in, in the systems where I could hit scouts, there was probably an 80% drop rate on a chest, but that chest would drop 20, 40, maybe 50 messages. All right, and I needed 180 messages a day to get the faction credits. So I, was, I found myself spending too much time, and I gave it up. Now, just in the last two to three weeks, when I've needed a big push on faction credits, when I saw that the holiday event was going to take faction credits, and now that I'm pushing and trying to fast-track my Federation credits for things like Yuki and Ash Tyler, all right, I decided to go up and hunt scouts. Now, hunting scouts in the Warp 75 hubs is much more efficient. Much more efficient. One scout could drop 150 messages, for example. So it, it's a lot better use of my time. Plus, there's not nearly as many players there. Um, and I have found that if I, if I make a circle, like if I go to Hollis in Federation Space, which is the center hub, and then I go to the four surrounding systems, just you know, go to Hollis first, and then make my way around the circle, I can pick up probably one scout per system. Like when I fly in, there's a scout. It, it's probably 75% of the time there's a scout. Um, and then another 75% of the time I'm getting a chest. So in 10 minutes, I can get enough for one daily refine of my messages. But down in independent space, or rather in faction space, not the same. I feel like the time so you a level is really bad. showing you a level 2 system to the Romulan hub, 4 minutes and 8 seconds. Yeah, see, so you, 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 you must have better research. Obviously you do. You're a higher level than me. Uh, so you probably got better research, and not only that, but you've also uh, probably got, um, you know, more of that warp speed research uh, that requires gas that I that I have not been able to do. So uh, it's all it's all getaway pilots. Now I have getaway pilots too, the first rank of that that you don't have, but yeah, I don't have that either. I don't have that either. So. You know, I, I guess it just, you know, again, depends on what level you are, what your dependencies are, and so forth. And, and like I said, I've been spending a lot more time in dark space lately. I've been mining up there more. Uh, I've been hunting scouts up there more. And I know that I would use summons a lot more if I could access my summons in dark space. But I can't. Not yet. So, is what it is while I'm at 39. But, 
you know, scouts have been good for me in accumulating faction credits. I mean, you know, it's an extra 350 faction credits a day. Then you tap that on top of Borg, you tap that on top of dailies, you tap that on top of the reputation event. And we've talked about it in the past. You can claim north of 1,000 faction credits a day. But when you need 11,000, you know, that's 11 days worth maxing everything. Raxnar agrees with you, Wham. Getaway Pilots is one of the best investments in the game. And I, and I don't disagree. I, I've never disagreed. Getaway Pilots, absolutely crucial. And that's why I say, you know, Apex, if you don't have Getaway Pilots done, Apex is, that should be your priority. You should not be redeeming that stuff for Uncommon. You should be spending that on Apex Pilots. Raxnar is the same way. He says he's got rank two of Getaway Pilots as well, Wham. That, that Getaway Pilots 2 must have a huge impact. Is it a higher level of percentages than Apex 1? I'd have to look in a sec. Raxnar says it's 30% at rank 2, and that's significant because at rank 15 on Apex Pilots 1, it's only 75%. So, yeah, apparently Apex Pilots 2 is weighted much heavier. You know, 30% for one level of research is pretty big, and that's going to help a lot. Yeah, but it's it's uh, you have to be level forty three to get ranked two though. Yeah, that's pretty big. There it is, right? There. Pretty big. I'm I'm telling you, you remember that? Uh, forgot what? Remember that we used to have to do that on audit? It took eighteen minutes to get there. Well, with getaway pilots now, it's a minute and forty seconds for me. That's how yeah, that, much time it took down, right? There is that one system in Klingon space that just takes for freaking ever to get to. I don't remember even what the name of it is. Well, that's what I'm saying. Now it's a minute and 40 seconds, but it's 18 minutes and 40 seconds. Yeah, Antioch, or that's it. And of course, you know, obviously, guys, that it is going to have some dependency on, based on where you're housed. But, you know, really, housing has become less important with the introduction of getaway pilots. And I agree with Wham. It's it's one of the best free researches that you should really be that you really should be uh you know investing your Apex in. And again, Apex is one thousand percent free. Apex doesn't cost you a dime. Those are prime level researches that are given to you free every single month. So there's no reason you should be ex- exchanging that for uncommon. You should definitely be trying to max those researches. Absolutely. Uh, Raxnar says from Nierheimer, it's a five minute warp all the way to Antok. And, and that's, I mean, that's huge because that was a huge, huge warp. DJ Gurr says, shouldn't we have an Apex event coming up? Yes, we should. We have not had one yet this month, El Cheapo. Uh, it, it should be here. And again, back to the earlier part of this conversation, Gregor and I are kind of in agreement. I, I think that there's been a deployment failure. I think there was something in the calendar and it just didn't launch. And we haven't been able to catch anybody to let them know that. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's just been, that's why, I, I really do believe it was not intended for it to be this light as far as events go in the game. Even the moderators are poking fun at Scopely and renamed Event Chat to no Event Chat. Because there isn't anything. There's nothing. Nothing. That's terrible. But um, I, I do think that there was something supposed to be scheduled. Which is crappy, because today's our third day of what was probably supposed to be scheduled, and, and we've lost three days of a good event. It, let's, let's pretend for a second that they were going to be all holly and jolly and give us Apex, Crucible, and a couple faction hunts before the beginning of the next arc. 
well, we've lost three days now, so something's going to get axed. You know what I'm saying? Because they're not going to delay an arc just to put in another filler event. So, I don't know. Some people are saying they're getting caught up on rep grinding, and I've kind of started that as well myself. And Blue Mandalorian says, give us compensation, the entire reward pool of a faction hunt. That, that won't happen. Because that, they'll, they'll just claim that, you know, working is intended. Or they'll claim that, you know, people were enjoying less time and more time to spend with family and et cetera and et cetera. Or Fat Man says, <laughs> maybe they listen to the community and instead of deploying new content, have devoted team to fixing bugs. Except that's not how it works, unfortunately. And not how, you know, the community has has expressed their their wish for that. I, I, like I said, the community's never happy. 100%. Always something to complain about. I liked Ripper's idea earlier. He was in chat. And I know it's getting late for you, Ripper. But uh, you had made a suggestion in Discord, the official Discord, which was that you would have loved to have seen every event that we have ever had and Star Trek Fleet Command all launched simultaneously at the exact same time for a mm. period of three to five days. And, and that would have been fun. That would have been cool because then th- there's no way that people could have gotten everything done. So you would have had to have chosen. Pick your poison. I think that's actually a great premise, even for an event. You know, launch, launch 10 events and carnival style. You know, you have to have a ticket or a token or a, a key. To, to access one event. So if there's 10 events launched, pick 5. Or 25 events launched, pick 10. I think that would be a tremendous amount of fun. Gregor, what do you think? Oh, Gregor may be gone. Ripper, explain your, 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 your thinking behind that. Like, you said that that would be fun. What, what, uh, what was your thought process behind that? And, and do you think that that kind of play style is something that Scopely would be willing to get behind. Just doing something different, you know? Just yeah! Fun. Just having just some fun. I no, mean, let, let, me, let me ask you, what, what kind of events would you want to see there? I mean, are you saying, like, everything, like, even all the way back all to data mining, separatists? All of them. Everything. Stevens, Aaron, I don't disagree with you. People have this inner hate of too many events because they think they have to finish every event. Uh, but let me, let me ask you, do you think that that hate would be as strong if they said, here's 25, choose 10, or here's, you know, 10 or 15, choose five. Do you think that the community could adopt that, choose your rewards, choose your, because I mean, that's one thing that we've always talked about as community, choosing your rewards. Well, by choosing the events that you participate in, you are, in a sense, choosing your rewards. So, do you think that players would be up in arms that they could only, quote-unquote, only do 10 out of the 25, or only do 5 out of the 10? Like, would there be outrage over that? Or do you think Ripper players would get behind the, the opportunity to choose what they event? If you, if you word it right, and, you know, explain, it'll be fine. That's I'm an sure. interesting idea. It is a good it's All a cool events idea. Possible every day, but let's say every week you get fourteen events. You know, two a day on average, and you could, in two days, you could just do them all, and have the rest of the week to do nothing if you wanted to. You know what I'm saying? But you could only do fourteen. 
So you think you think even set it up on a weekly basis, just having the event store just plumb full and and giving you a weekly allotment of tokens or keys, however you want to do it, that allow you to choose the events that you complete. I, I think it's a very interesting idea. Ripper, uh, and this is why, William, we have Ripper's Corner. He came up with that idea. He's and, and that's a genius idea. I love that idea. I mean, truthfully, I really, really do. Because it, then it would allow players not only to choose the rewards, but to choose the events that they want to do. Players who don't want to mine don't have to mine. Players who don't want to grind reds don't have to grind reds. Players that, uh, you know, PvP is a little different. You know, I don't know that you could do that with a PvP event because you'd still have to have, uh, you know, PvP players. Ob but obviously, there are required exceptions to all events. Of course. No. Of course. But, I mean, you could do, you could do Separatist. You could do board probes. You could do mud matas. You could do target practice. You could do, I, I mean, I mean, it's, you know, there's a lot you could do with that. Blue Mandalorian says, love it. Call it Free Choice Friday. Every Friday, launch 25 events, give players five keys. I'm with Crazy says, there will be some way to game that system, though, based on rewards. Best rewards will get people gathered for those events because many feel we need to milk every bit of resources and materials in order to progress. He thinks it's a no-win scenario. I don't know. What if, what if you took 25 events and made the milestones, obviously different depending on what the event was, but what if you made the payout the same and just let people choose their activity? I don't know. Maybe you don't want to do that because different events would pay out different things. Maybe you want to focus on Tritanium so you do a swarm event versus me who wants to focus on gas, so I might do a you know, whatever gives gas. I don't know. I'd have to go back and, and look. <laughs> Blue Mandalorian says, funny, the entire game is a no-win scenario. That's not, that's not arguably wrong. There's no winning this game. You're, you're absolutely right. <clears throat> so, yeah, yeah this, this game has no end in sight. Commander Taylor's likes the idea, says could just make it milestone events, no leaderboards or alliance ones. And in and in the the you know, in the theory of what Ripper is suggesting, ideally it would all be milestones. Solo participation, you know, because if your entire alliance chose different events, then obviously you couldn't compete in an ALB. You know, so yeah, they'd have to be milestone events. I I, I really like the idea. I th you know what, Ripper, I like that idea so much. I think we're gonna feed that. I think we're gonna feed back that up. Do that. I, I think I think it's a genius idea. I mean, it, it's literally it's pure genius. It it takes even the feedback from the players who say, you know, I want to play on my schedule. I want to play on my time. You know, this is a mobile game. It's meant for leisure. I want to play when I want to play. You know, this is taking it not only satisfying that, but going one step further. Not only can you play when you want to play, you can play what you want to play and still be rewarded for it. It's a genius concept. I don't know if Scopely will ever get behind it, but it's a genius concept. Who knows, maybe. You never know. Scopely could be listening right now, chuckling at the fact that it was intended that we only have Hostile Hunt. Could be. <laughs> well... Um, folks, I hope you have enjoyed the time that we have spent together. I have no idea. Steven Aaron, where are we at on time? I, I don't know how long we've gone. We've had good conversations and there's been good topics here. Uh, and, and, and I mean, heck, I still got two more hours on the road. We could go. 
Uh, of course, it if I've got at two least, at least two hours, I was going to say if I've only got two hours left on the road, then we've gone for two hours already. So uh, we could wrap up or we could continue to, to uh, talk. But we've we've covered some good stuff here, and of course, thanks to Stevens Aaron, we will get this processed and uploaded. But um, you know, I'm with Crazy said, you know, it would definitely be worth potentially trying. You know, it would be really tough for someone to get a hundred percent, but uh, it would be an interesting, fun thing to try. Um, Lieutenant Razik posted a minute ago. He said, challenge accepted. Do you think, I, I don't think that Scopely would ever put us in a position of being able to complete 25 events in a single day. If they did launch something like that, they would certainly gate it because if you were able to complete all those events, man, what a massive windfall in event rewards that would be, you know? Well, well your I mean, gate would be how many you get per week, right? So everybody gets, let's say, 14. If you are a weekend warrior and you can do all 14 in two days, then so be it. That may be the only time you can play. But no one else can do more than you, right? That's true. So maximum participation would be, say, 14 events. Correct. And you could do them all on Monday, or you could spread them out to a day. Yeah, make it like an event but, store thing where, where the choice, the menu of events is open for seven days, and... You've got X number of tokens to spend to access yeah, but, the events. Once but we you already get them, loads disappear. of events. We already get loads of events, and people complain about the fact <coughs> that, oh, I've got loads of events, I can't do them, I can't do them. And we tell them all the time, you don't have to do every single event if you can't do them. Yeah, well, that's kind of the point, you know? Well, Give them yeah, that... so much that they cannot possibly do it. <laughs> they realize they don't have to. Well, yeah, they feel but they have to do them every day now, though, right? Because you're you're tied to 24 hours. But if you gave yourself 14 per week, you could play when you want to to get it done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, that's also an, an interesting. Yeah, that's fair idea. enough. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you you could spend you could spend your off day, you know, uh, you know, and do seven of them. You know, Correct. you you yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's certainly an interesting idea, and and some of the comments coming up in chat were, you know, hey, maybe don't maybe don't do it on a weekly basis, but have one or two days a week where you know you offer players the their menu of choice, you, know, you so to speak, and and keep you know the rest of the events for the, you know the other five days, you know, kind of as routine because some players are used to that. I I, I do agree with that comment in that. To do it on a seven-day basis would change the core of how people play this game. And you may possibly risk engagement time if you're scopely. You may risk engagement time by doing it on a seven-day menu and giving someone 14 tokens. Well, because somebody, like you, Wham, would do all 14 in one day. You know what I'm well, saying? And You could still yeah. offer the main event per day, right? One main event, just one, or two, or however they choose it. That if you still log into that day, you complete like today. It's a hostile hunt, right? That gets done, and then tomorrow it's let's say it's mining event, right? But then the other events are the ones you choose if you for the week, yeah. so that you don't lose the you know people like me that plays on Monday and then doesn't come back till next Monday. Well, yeah, because and I was going to draw that correlation. You said that you have so little to do in the game, you left the game for three, four days. You know, so I, I know Scopely wouldn't want to risk that, um, you know, so maybe you run something like that alongside of a battle pass or, gosh, even conversely, Stevens Aaron says, make it massive. Do it between the arcs, you know, seven, ten days between the arcs and, and give people, you know, 
say three tokens per day and and just a massive onslaught of all the events and that way people during the you know between the arcs would not necessarily be bored and they could do what they want to do but you know Stevens Aaron you also point out that it's their choice to do it all in one day but I I also respectfully rebuke that the majority of players in this game are cattle all right and I know I'm going to get quoted and I know that someone's going to take that out of context but the majority of players in this game I mean look at look at the official discord today there's nothing to do Look at the official Discord two weeks ago. There's too much to do. I mean, I, 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 you, can't, you can't make everybody happy. People are miserable by nature. They're going to complain no matter what you do. Um, and so, you know, to say that, you know, it's their choice to do it all in one day, that is true. But Scopely still has a PR issue or still has an engagement issue if that player signs out for five days because he did everything in one day. You see what I'm saying? I mean, how, I mean, how many times have we seen it? Stop doing events and fix bugs. And then we stop doing events for three days and the Discord burns. Three I mean, days. We, st- we, we only have the don't do events part, not the fix bugs part. But, so that's yeah. why I said just do one event, main event per day. Just one, just like it is now. And then that keeps people coming back every day. And then the rest of them are special events. That Blokimon, Blokimon says, to be fair, though, it was too busy, and now it's dead. I, I get it, but I mean, pick your poison. You I mean, know what technically, I'm saying? you still have a lot of things you can do every single day. <laughs> ben Roby says, miserable by nature. I'm totally going to use that, but it's true. And Ripper is absolutely right. I mean, listen, I've not been bored. Okay, I've not been bored. I mean, I've noticed the lack of events, but what did I do? I went and mined some green data. I went and hunted some scouts. L- listen, I accumulated in probably two hours in deep space. I accumulated enough scouts in all three factions to do my daily pull for credits for one week. Literally. In, in the span of two hours, which is, which is how I do things in this game. Gregor, uh, oh, Gregor signed out. Uh, I, I've said this before. Like, I'll go and I'll try to mine one million or one and a half million data. That's going to last me for that's going to last me for about ten days. Okay. Uh, when I try to mine isogen, it is miserable. But I try to bulk mine isogen to give me a ten day supply. So when I do things, I try to do it in bulk. When I do Borg probes, uh, I actually have to do Borg probes three times a week because I, I get you know I earn those two cells a day. But when I go up to Borg space, I will spend all nine cells back to back to back to back. But then I'm done for four days. You know what I'm saying? So I I do like to to do activities in bulk. I find it easier. I I have found it easier for me to keep up that way, Ripper, than having 15 smaller things to do in one day. Does that make sense? Like, I have found it easier for me. That makes sense. Because you're yeah. focused on one thing instead of dividing your focus. And, and, yeah, and, instead but, of but trying to do But I do see a lot of people complaining. Things. Like when we have like five events running at a time, that happens. And people mm-hmm. complain they don't have enough time to do their daily like grinding for, for things. You know? That's because and there's a 24 hour timer, though, to get rid of the 24 hour timer. Well, in, in, the, in the carnival style, and that's what I'm going to call this. I'm going to call this carnival style. 
because, you know, you have all the rides and they give you so many tickets and you can only ride so many rides unless you get the hand stamp. Uh, you know, <laughs> and, and the hand stamp, let's pretend, doesn't exist here. But, oh, my gosh, can you imagine? Think about this. Okay, if we're talking about great ideas, Ripper, imagine for the players who did want to fast track, who did want to get an extreme payout. If Scopely wanted to try this model, I bet, it, I bet screen time and engagement would be through the roof. Offer the 25 events and offer a $20 unlimited rides hand stamp. So you could literally, for either a week or hell, even a day. Let me ask you, would somebody, if Scopely was offering a three-day free-for-all, three days, every event in the game, unlimited uh, participation, unlimited engagement, and you had you to pay a like, $20 like access. Do it how often you want kind of thing? I mean, let's say, no, I don't mean repeating. I don't mean doing Parabellum okay. 28 times. I mean, here's 25, of, it's 25 events. And, and for $20, you, uh, so for free, you, you could do 10 tickets. All right? Like, let's go back to the carnival style. For, you got 25 events. For free, we'll give you 10 tickets. For 20 bucks, we'll give you all 25 tickets. Would people spend on that? I'm I, not 100% sure I would. I don't know if I got time to do all 25 events in three days. But, but just for the sake of pretending, for the sake well, of pretending, would you spend $20 for unlimited event access? Say for, say for, say, not, and I don't mean for a month. I don't mean, say, you know, charge $20 every three days for the month because that would get insane. I'm saying Scopely launches Carnival. Scopely launches, you know, the Festival of Lights or Scopely launches, uh, you know, whatever the big party is, uh, Mardi Gras in New Orleans. Okay. For three days, you have unlimited access to all events. Of course, no repeats, one event. All right. But they throw up all 25 or 30 or 40 events. And for 20 bucks, you can do them all. Free to play would have access to 10 of them. Would you pay the 20 bucks? That's a lot of engagement. You got to think. 25 events, guys, is a ton of engagement. I, I mean, I, that's, that's a ton of engagement. Would somebody spend $20 for that? Max says, and, and I think this is a valid point, Max says, I'm not going to pay for the privilege of playing. And, and you risk that mentality. And, of course, that's not the intent, Mac. The intent is $20 could get you quote-unquote, potentially, battle pass-worthy events. If you could do 25 events, your payout would be pretty daggone big, right? I mean, if you could do 25 events in three days and still have the same event rewards, it would seem to me that the, the payout would be significantly strong. Max says, at that point, I would prefer a monthly subscription. You know, let us complete for free and have the option for paying for a battle pass for enhanced rewards, which is essentially what they're already doing. But I, I was just kind of thinking. So again, all right, I, I see what you're saying, Mac. Mac is like, I don't really like this carnival, you know, mentality. Uh, at least not for cash, you know, because you know he he prefers the battle pass model. I guess what I'm suggesting potentially, Mac, would be a supplement to battle pass. You know, even in downtime. <clears throat> I mean, think about it. Monetarily speaking. You got the $20 battle pass for three weeks, and then you could do a $20 carnival in downtime. 
Now, granted, the $20 buys you less time, but in theory, it is a grind fest, right? So you could get as many or as little rewards as you want, depending on how much time you have to grind during that down week, during that in-between-the-arcs period. Listen, if you know it's going to be a crazy busy time at work, maybe you don't buy the unlimited pass. You just take the 10 events free, you know, that Scopely's going to give you. But if you look at it and be like, oh, that's, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I've got, you know, 72 hours solid to play, maybe I'll, I'll buy the extra, buy the extra uh, events, you know, therefore to have the extra payouts. And, and in theory, I mean, Scopely seems like they would be a winner there, too. Now they're taking the $20 battle pass and they're going to make it $40 because probably a large majority of players would pay that if it had battle pass quality payouts. But Mac is equating it to a pay for access, and he actually doesn't like it. And I, I, I don't disagree. That that is a risk of that model is being perceived as pay to access, and and you don't necessarily want that. El Chifo says no. I don't know if I want to spend forty dollars either. You know, twenty dollars on battle pass is enough. Glokimon says I think you've lost the original great idea here. And and you know what? You, you maybe maybe so. Maybe I'm trying to monetize it. Because, listen, let's you, face it. You are trying to monetize it. Well, let's face it. Scopely doesn't do anything without a monetization model. Ripper, if we go into this meeting, if we went into this meeting and we said, hey, give 25 events, do the carnival style where you get 10 kit tickets or whatever, but we want it to be free. What's the first thing they're going to come back and say? Well, why would we give all those event rewards out for free? I, right? I mean, am I wrong? Is that question going to be asked? Uh, I guess so. I don't. I don't know. I Battle droids this far, you know. <laughs> you know. Here's the thing: it's a super great idea, but it, just as much as we'd want to sell the community on it, you know, Dagon. Well, we got to sell Scopely on it too, and Scopely is going to look for a revenue model. You know, here he, here's the thing: they can collect data on their servers and see how it's doing. You know, valuable info. Well, they could. That means they'd have to try it first. Yeah, exactly. Rude dude says you could run it like a VIP pass, like other games. I don't know. Crazy enough, rude dude. I don't play other games. This is really the only one to play. <laughs> uh, I'm with crazy. You know what? That's actually a good point. He says, isn't increasing engagement a reward enough? If people are in the game more, Scopely's going to make more money, potentially, just with normal packs. Even if they don't immediately monetize the model itself, engagement is going to be higher. And naturally, and he's absolutely right about this, I'm sure there's a direct correlation between engagement and pack sales. If somebody's well, yeah, more, not the in the game... The more people play, the more they spend. That's just... yeah. If somebody, If Wham is not in the game, hey, Wham, let me ask you. While you were taking time off from the game, how many packs did you buy? Uh, Wham is gone. He must be sweeping miners. I bet it's zero packs. <laughs> I bet it's zero packs. When he was not in the game, I bet he wasn't buying packs. So, that is, that is actually a very, very good point, Crazy. Super Buzzy says, how many servers are there? Gosh, we're north of 100 now, I'm pretty sure. Uh, there you go, 140. Oh, you answered it. Sorry, Gripper. I did. I see that. I'm going to have to change your name from Criminal Ripper now to Gripper. 
I like it. Well, Gripper's Corner. <laughs> Gripper's Corner. Um, so, anyway. Lokimon says, hey, side note, have we arrived at a couple of good Sarko crews? Seen the previous uh, 5 7 Harrison, then Pike Harrison Kang. Any thoughts now that people have had a little bit of time to play with them? Ripper, have you modified? You know what's sad about this? I, I ain't gonna lie. Ripper, I don't know about you. I haven't used mine. Me neither. <laughs> I have. Hey, I you. now have. Uh, I have now half a million Bacchanites, so you know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know what's funny about that? I actually calculated. I used L cards today to calculate uh, how much duranium I already had. Um. Because I've been refining the duranium every single day. This is part of why I'm uh, not a huge part, but I'm spending 750 isogen a day on duranium. And I thought to myself, literally today, why am I doing this? Because I'm not going to upgrade this ship. So why am I buying the duranium? And you I'm not going to upgrade. You know, be prepared. I guess, yeah, be prepared if I decide to do it. Uh, funny, funny thing is, I was just looking today. It's so funny that you mentioned that, Ripper. I have. I've been refining the Bacchanite, too. Oh, my God, this is insane. I have 504,000 Bacchanite. I have 116,000 Duranium for a ship yeah, I, I don't think, use. I think I missed a few days because I'm, I'm sloppy with mining and refining. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. I don't know why I have this. I mean, I, I will never, I will never use this. I've been refining. Now, listen, I did do the math. For me to take the sarcophagus as high as I possibly can at my ops level would take 135,000 uranium. I got 115. So in my head, I'm probably going to go ahead and get myself to the 135. Just like you say. Just to be prepared. If all of a sudden Scopely said, hey, listen, here's 15,000 ore. We want you to promote the sarcophagus. Then you in know, that case... In that there have case, been instances I've... of changes or additions to ships in the past. That's true. It happened, so yep. maybe I don't know. Well, I, yeah, I, I am. I'm, I... I'm not using it really that much, <laughs> like if that's, at all. That's terrible. I don't know. That's terrible. So, so Blokemon, let me listen. I know we're being recorded. I know we're going to publish this, and I know Scopely's going to listen. But let me let me say this, and because I have always been honest. And I gave the sarcophagus a fair shake. Okay? I really did. And listen, I still believe in its value. Okay? I still believe that when the entire galaxy gets them and your entire alliance has 30 or 40 or 50 of these playing in a takeover, I do think that it's going to change the way takeovers are played. Don't get me wrong. None of that has changed for me. But right now, right now, I am still one of the few players that have it and are using it. And... It's not impacting my territory capture gameplay, probably in the way that Scopely wanted it to. Okay, I think Scopely wanted this ship to literally be the territory capture ship, and it's just simply not. All right, no. look at look at the content creators as a whole. All right, Ultimate DJs, not using it. Ripper, not using it. No one shell, not using it. Snake Eyes, not using it. 
And I'm not I, entirely sure that's ever going to change, to be honest. I mean, I again, I can find, I can see use in it. I really, truly can. Yeah, but, but it's not my... going to be the ship for territory capture. Agreed. I, I, I agree. That's, I, I don't I agree. ever see that happening ever. I don't necessarily disagree. And no, I'm not going to edit it out. I think it's important for Scopely to hear that they missed the mark on this ship. And that even the content creators have yet to find extreme value in this ship. And okay. that's, that's fine. It happens, you know? Yeah, it's okay. Some, look, look, look at the original Armadas. You missed the mark. Look at Borgmardas. Uh, Borgmardas. You missed the mark. Okay? So it's okay for things to flop. But I still think it's important for, for them to hear it. Traplord says no one shells using it. I know he's using it some. He's still testing with it. But, I mean, we even had a conversation about it today. He was like, man, I just... I, I'm not feeling this ship. That's what he told me. I'm not feeling it. And and he's not wrong. I'm not feeling it either. No, I'm not feeling it either. And as Snipes points out, the sheer upgrade cost from Tier 10 to 12 is just absolutely ironic. By the way, Ripper, would you believe this? And I'm, I'm not going to name any names at all because he's a very good friend of mine over at Scopely HQ. He listened to the last podcast and he messaged me and said, by the way, hashtag fake news, 100 packs to max the sarcophagus? He said, not even close. I'm like, uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I said, here's the math that we used. 890,000 battleship parts. Well, you have reductions to get like down to a half a I million know. or something. I don't know. But. Well, I presumed that reductions would get you... Oh, uh, yeah, half a million. I, I told him... Let's pretend research reduces it by half. So, 445,000 battleship parts. Okay? I told him I'm giving the benefit of the doubt to research, and 445,000 parts would actually be needed. Like, that would be the final cost. For, for me at 41, that would be more than 100 packs. It would be correct. It would be 100 packs for most people. And I told him that. I said, listen, the average pack has 4,500 parts in it. I said, so maybe, and, and I did say this, maybe you didn't mean for the base value to be 190,000 battleship parts. Maybe that's an accident. Maybe that's a typo. Because he messaged me, legit, this is from design. And he said, hashtag fake news. It does not cost $10,000 to max this ship. And I'm like, sir. And it's yes, it does. Yes, it, it does. It sure does, Garen. That's that's math. That's how it works. Right. That now. It is. It is that right now. You're right. Right now, unless a change is employed, right now to max that ship with cash would be ten thousand dollars. And he couldn't believe it. He said, "That's not right." I'm like, "Sir, yes, yes, it is." So. Based on that conversation, Ripper, based on that conversation, that may be an error. They may not have intended it to cost 900,000 battleship parts. It might be 90,000, which would be oh so welcome. I mean, that would be, would a, be. That would be a, I mean, that'd be a huge change. I mean, it's still a lot change. of money to max it, but for well, if it, if it was use case, it if might, it was, you know... If it was 89,000 instead of 890,000, if it was supposed to be 89,000 at base, 
all right? And again, let's assume research gets you down to half, all right? That's roughly 45,000 parts now instead of 450,000 yeah, parts. Like, you know, 1,000 instead of... 1,000 bucks, ten. that's still 10 packs. And $1,000 is not unreasonable for anybody to spend on a ship, especially if you're a G4 player. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, so, you have to take this, you know, this narrow use case. You can't charge the same thing that you charge exactly. for a, a Ex general it. use case ship. That's just not... Exactly! Snipe says 90k is still a lot, but definitely more reasonable. Um, and I agree. And, and again, based on that conversation, after that conversation, listen, I had no reason to doubt it before, but after that conversation... I actually wonder if it's an error now. Because they argued with me that it did not cost $10,000 to max this ship. And I'm like, it absolutely does. Right now, here today, cash price is $10,000. So, and, and, they, and, and he, he did not believe me. He said I was spreading fake news. And I said, no, this is what it is. This is math. So, so then, at that point, the thought occurred to me that that was not their intention, Ripper. The I thought mean, occurred to me that it was a, typos, that it could have been typos, an error. Typos did happen in the past with many ships and their components. I remember a broken Tribune, for example. Yep. Yeah. So listen, maybe this gets looked at after the first of the year, and maybe it gets adjusted. I sure hope so. Now, Snipe says it's still really expensive, even in the G three materials. Uh, he describes it as a multi-thousand-dollar ship to max. The only reason I would argue with you there, Snipes, is because of the sheer volume of ways to obtain ore. And at this point, again, auger builders aside, ore is the most prominently available material in the game. So, like, like for example, for me, I told people that the benchmark should be Tier 6, right? I told people that if you were Ops 34 or higher, that an easy-to-obtain benchmark would be Tier 6. Tier 6 only costs 5,000 ore. And I personally think 5,000, I think everybody probably can get that pretty easy. I mean, honest to God, in, in, in two or three months, you could save from scratch. You could have 5,000 ore. You know, so uh, I think Tier 6 is reasonable, uh, and that's at 5,000 ore. Now... Tier 7 through 9 is another 15,000 ore. That starts to get really expensive, Snipes. So that's why I've said mine is staying at Tier 6. I'm not taking it up. I'm not spending that. Um, but, you know, hey, maybe after the first of the year, this entire ship is looked at. Maybe Caution from the official Discord, official moderator Caution, maybe his idea gets, gets looked at because his idea was a great idea. His idea was, hey, give this ship some use outside of the Ark and give it a cargo hold of $10 million. Okay? You've got, you've got Bacchanite, which makes it a limited repair ship, so you can't necessarily go around and, and just smash bases with it all day. Now, it's not going to crack a base anyway because its DPR is too low. So, uh, oh, and Snipe says, I uh, wasn't even talking about the uncommon, I'm talking about the rare. And you're right. Beyond Tier 6, it costs rare, which is why I've stopped. I'm not spending rare on it. That's got to go to my auger. Um, so, again, you know, maybe, maybe this ship gets a good hard look in January. I mean, because I think it's no secret. The ship did not launch with the pomp and circumstance that they would have wanted. <clears throat> this has probably been the, the 
the dud of 2020. If, if you had to have a dud, if you had to pick one, it's been the Sarko. So maybe they give a good hard look at it in January. Maybe they really reevaluate the build costs. Maybe they evaluate and, and change the use of the ship outside territories. Maybe they look at changing the cargo uh, size, like uh, like Caution had recommended. Give it a re- you know how many more how many more upper you know level forties players would use this ship rating if the cargo hold was ten million. I mean. I got to be honest with you. If the cargo hold was upgradable, which it is, if you upgraded the cargo size substantially per tier and made this ship a, you know, a give it a give it a rating use outside of territories, I would be more likely to invest in it, to be honest with a, you. A mobile base, right? Where your miners <clears throat> could take stuff to it instead of going all the way back. Oh man, that would be great. That I mean, that eliminates the warp raid mechanic of territory space because warp raiding makes me want to kill myself. I mean, warp raiding makes me want to die, folks. I hate warp raiding. I can't believe we used to do it on the regular. I mean, it just blows my mind. Commander Green says, "I'd love to be able to raid a billion in less than an hour." I mean, yeah, think about it, or or even like uh, like uh, Wamasan, make it, uh, you know, make it uh, a, a mobile. Like, okay, so let's say you fly the Sarko into territory space, and you're raiding a base. Now you can take the cargo loot from your Antares that you that you've raided and deposit it into the Sarko. Maybe you give the Sarko. I don't know, this might be more complicated, Wham, but you could make Sarko, like you say, a mobile way station, so to speak. Give it a 100 million cargo, but make it so it can't attack a base. Yeah, the Sarko still takes up a planet slot, right? Just like a base would. So you have to put it somewhere in some system on a planet slot, but your miner would go back and forth from that, you know, where you're rating to the Sarko. Yeah, but, well, and I, but... Specifically for use in territory space, that way, because you, you can't reload your base, but if you could park the sarcophagus on a planet spot, I don't know, from a coding perspective, that might actually be more difficult. But, you know, again, that's another great idea. Another use for the sarcophagus is to make it a mobile depository. You know, if you park it on a planet, you still got to give it, you still got to give it um, a finite supply. But, like, if you, if you allowed yourself to deposit a hundred million cargo in it. You know, some people would fill that up faster than others. But, you know, like you say, park it on a planet, mine, miners go back and forth between the base and the Sarko, but specifically in territory space. Yeah. I mean, that, that would be, that'd be a cool idea. That, that's actually a great idea. I like that almost more than Caution's idea. So, <laughs> Spock says you just gave Scopely their next $10,000 ship. Well, we may already have it if they don't change the prices. If they don't change the upgrade costs, we may already have it. Oh, goodness. Funny. Yeah, actually, uh, Jayberg says, Jayberg says, don't put it on a planet spot. Use a currently existing mechanic. Put it on a capture node. That way it can defend itself. Yeah, that would work too. Well, you just have to have it take up a spot, right? Because you wouldn't want like 50 million of them like two seconds away from the planet you're rating, right? You need to have some distance. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. 
I'm telling you, man, we have, Steven Zarin, you said this to me the other day, and I, I didn't realize it, but I did give it some thought. We have some of the most creative conversations in the car. These, these episodes of Talking in Cars with DJs, these are the most creative. I don't, I don't know what it is, but these, these, these produce some of the most incredible ideas. Because I'm we don't have like, a, a clear plan. Yeah, I don't have I don't have a clock and I don't have an itinerary and I don't have commercials. I don't have a game. You're right. Just uh, just nerds hanging out. I like it. I hope Scopely listens. Actually, I I do feel I feel like at least a couple of people probably will because I I, I know of a couple of people that that just listen to hundred percent. They they enjoy the show and I'm blessed for that. Thank you guys. Uh, you know who you are. Thank you for your support. I uh, appreciate you guys always listening because they, they always have comments for me. They always have feedback. Uh, I know a couple of people that do listen to so you know, so I hope I hope that maybe some of these can make it as a sticky note because there's been some decent, really strong ideas here. I like it. And I hope uh, I hope Scopely can play with some of it. I think it'd be very, very cool. Take all the credit in the world. We'll delete the podcast. If you if you take one hundred percent of the ideas from this podcast, and you pl and you employ them, I'll give you all the credit in the world. We'll delete the podcast. We'll deny the conversation ever happened, and you can claim the genius. <laughs> Blokemon says stupid news reduces the IQ at the start of the show, and we never we never recover. <laughs> That's probably true. Oh, oh not, not wrong. Not wrong. I know. Probably completely accurate. Um, so, anywho, well, uh, guys, I uh, certainly appreciate the time that you guys have spent here with me tonight. My name is Ultimate DJs. I've been your host of Talking in Cars with DJs. I'm the host of the uh, Talking Trek podcast, typically recorded every Wednesday and Sunday evening, afternoon slash evening as a uh, recorded podcast available on podcast platforms everywhere. We invite you to visit our website at TalkingTrekSTFC.online. That's TalkingTrekSTFC.online. If you guys are listening here for the first time, I have seen some new names hanging out in the uh, in the voice chat if I'm looking at the list. So thank you guys for coming in and hanging out and checking it out. This has been a little bit more relaxed, admittedly. We do uh, a lot of other stuff, and we've got a normal, uh, very radio show-produced style podcast that we do. And you can find all of that content from our website at TalkingTrekSTFC.com. Star Trek Fleet Command, Talking Trek, STFC dot online, where you have access to all of our previous episodes uh, and uh, even links over to our YouTube channel, our merchandise store, our Amazon store, which was used a lot this holiday season. Thank you guys so very much for that. Uh, if you would like to continue using our Amazon link to do your normal everyday shopping, listen, distance shopping is a very big thing. Lots of people doing it today. Use our website. Click on our over on our website. Just make it your favorite uh, anytime you want to go to Amazon, you can even label it Amazon. Like, like take TalkingTrekSTFC.online and label it Amazon. All right? That way, when you want to go there, you come to our website, you click on the Amazon button, you do your normal, everyday shopping, you pay the exact same price, and Amazon pays us for sending you there. All right? So make sure that you're using that link uh, if you're doing anything through Amazon. We'd appreciate it very, very much. And there's also a link to our Patreon program. Uh, where if you feel that uh, the show is educational enough or enjoyable enough or just daggone down funny and fun and, and you like Gripper's Corner, uh, then consider 
<laughs> consider joining our patron program for as little as $5 a month. You turn your name gold in our Discord, and we read your name aloud as a very gracious and thank you and, and humbled supporter. Uh, uh, or a humble host reads your uh, reads your support of the show. We appreciate it so very much. Uh, this has been an episode of Talking in Cars with DJs. We'll continue to hang out. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and wrap up the recording so it doesn't get too crazy long. But uh, for those of you hanging out with us, we are absolutely going to stick around as I still have a good solid hour in the car. <laughs> so uh, we'll cut the recording at this point. I want to say thanks to uh, our contributors today. Thank you, Stevens Aaron who has been running technical for us on the background. Thank you for producing the show. Thank you, Ripper, uh, as it is nearly 4.30 in the morning your time. Why are you actually still awake? Doing stuff. Doing uh, stuff. <laughs> working on things again, I know. Working on things uh, at 4.30 in the morning where he is. Well, thank you, Ripper, as always, for the, uh, for the contributions and your time and your genius. Uh, as we respectfully salute you in Gripper's Corner. Thank you, Wambulance. Welcome back to the game, buddy. We, we did miss you. Your, your absence was noticed. So uh, if, you are, uh, if you're still listening and still hanging out, uh, please make sure and go. Uh, you've got a little bit of makeup work to do. You're going to have to smash some extra miners tonight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who are not uh, 100% familiar with, with the story, Wham is currently, and by the way, you listen to him, Super nice guy, very intelligent. You know him. He ain't no bully. All right, he's not a he's not a lowbrow. But Wham is currently rogue on my server, <laughs> and is currently hunting anything blue. Uh, and I love him nonetheless. He yes, I, Super Buzzy says, "Ugh, he knows because Super Buzzy is on server 15." Yes, Wambulance is currently rogue. And by the way, as you can hear, is very human. Very polite, very funny, very uh, very likable guy, but is currently rogue. Um, and uh, you know, maybe maybe one day soon, not tonight because I'm getting ready to wrap up. But maybe one day, uh, Wham, we'll actually talk to you about your decision to go rogue. Because obviously, you're a completely intelligent and professional guy. You hang out here. You have a lot of uh, intelligence and a lot of knowledge about the game to share with people. So maybe we should ask you what pushed you. To the edge. What pushed you to the point of saying to hell with ROE? Why are you rogue? Why are you murdering hundreds, if not thousands, of miners out of quote unquote ROE? End quote. Why? Why must you go against the gentleman's agreement and just slaughter all? And could it possibly be, be because there is no such thing as ROE? Could it possibly be that Wham is playing by the original intent of the game? Could it be that Wham is pushing himself to a position on a power-destroyed leaderboard that does, in fact, exist? I don't know. We'll have to ask you next time, Wham, what pushed you to the life as a rogue? And, and by the way, this hasn't been a very short, temporary thing. What are you now, two, three weeks? I think we're actually a month. Almost a month. He's been out there just slaughtering blues. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about it. Uh, you know, that might be a really interesting topic. Maybe, maybe we'll do that on our next show, Wham. If you have time to stop by, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll spend 10 or 15 minutes and talk to you about what you needed in this game that, uh, that was not being provided to you as a quote-unquote ROE player. We'll, uh, we'll do that next time. In the meantime, folks, uh, thank you all again for, for hanging out. And we'll continue uh, our conversation just 
not being taped. Okay. Uh, thank you again to everyone who participated tonight. My name is Ultimate DJs. I've been your host, and this has been Talking in Cars with DJs. We will see you on the next one. Y'all stay safe out there. Love you, minute. Bye bye. <laughs>